Street Fighter 2? Correct. Oh, yes! Are you kidding me? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by K to the A to the 2KB. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? How on earth are you? Bloody hell, not to be a Debbie Downer to begin with, but I am pooped. I'm knackered. Don't move house. That's going to be my recommendation at the end of this podcast. Okay. And you, and you think I'm joking? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So just busy weekend pal busy weekend busy sure. evenings um going away on holiday on wednesday and just trying to get it all done nice. big case report due got to move house had a very you know our very own miles at finger guns hq managed to try and help because him and a few work colleagues tried to move some big furniture around and instead accidentally gouged my wall which i don't own with a big giant sofa so I've had to spend the weekend fixing that which Ooh. my lovely friend yes so thank you HQ Miles thank you for your guns Miles um but you know he did pick up some heavy stuff and um yes I can't fault him for that so my lovely friend who listens to this podcast every single week uh came and helped filled painted sorted hopefully my landlord doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it trying to make it look like nothing happened. So yeah, I've just rushed back from the house and, and here I am. Here I am. But other than that, okay. doing good. If you can find out before the end of the night, let me know and I'll edit this whole bit out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll just have, hey Kat, how are you doing? Good. Right. Next. Cool. The end. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moving house is a bitch. I moved what twice last year. So yeah. Oh, it's just so, tenancy stuff, isn't it? Like just the worst. It's just like clean under the light switches, clean under this. And you know, I've got like quite a big house, and the house I'm moving into can't really take a lot of stuff. So I'm having to unpack, I'm having to pack the house up, unpack here, because otherwise more boxes won't be able to fit in the house I'm currently in. It's mm. just a, a shitstorm, really. But mm. oh well, we move. And Yay. literally we move. So <laughs> so yeah, still got a couple of weeks left to go, but hopefully it's mostly done before my holiday really well best of luck thanks thanks bud thanks yeah toby one kenobi hello how you doing buddy i'm doing good i'm doing very good good i've not got a crazy story about moving house though oh that's all right i think we've uh i think you've fulfilled the quota on that one already yeah yeah i haven't moved house in ages yeah, you're you're like a settled grown up man, aren't you? So it's it's like it's, you're all sorted in that in that regard. Thanks. It's all right. <laughs> Is that a good pause? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And on his return to the Finger Guns podcast, it's Sean Davies. Yay! Hey, he's back. How you doing, man? I'm all right. So I've come back to save you all. <laughs> you have you have how's it going really from really our, from ourselves really well good I, I don't ask me how i'm doing i just want to know about you guys how are you us i'm going to ask you because no other fucker did mm. um oh, see, no. i get told off when i ask him when i go first because <laughs> i can't tell you so then i have to move on so otherwise i would have asked him yeah no. it's all right it's all right <laughs> uh yeah i'm good i am double vaxxed now which means i am basically a superhero 
So I'm very excited about that. Go get your vaccines, folks. It's really, really easy. Um, yeah, good. I spent a lot of my day playing a game that I can't talk about, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, other than that, really, really well. Really, really well. How was your holiday, Sean? I want to know stuff about you, man. You haven't been here for ages. Oh, my holiday was great. Um, it felt like God was entirely looking after us the entire time we were there. Lovely. Because like, we'd wake up and the weatherman would say, hey, it's going to shitstorm all day. He wouldn't say that, obviously, because no weatherman would say that. Mm. But he would say, it's going to storm. And I'd be like, we're going to the beach anyway. And then we'd step out the house and like God rays would just follow us around all day. Awesome. And and it was just like, great. You know, we, we got the weather. We... Even when it was raining, we just took advantage of it. We t- we had the entire of a splash park to ourselves, playing football on this weird like playground that's full of water, um, because no other no one else was brave enough to go out in a storm. But me, me and my kids. Ah, uh, see, that's that's coming from Stoke, that isn't it? Yeah, we're already we're already yeah. up north, aren't we? Yeah, Arty. right. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna let a bit of rain stop you having fun on the football pitch. No, no. Nah. until the Scots turned up, and then we were like, oh no. Oh, no. I mean, hooray for Scotland. <laughs> hey, Andy, thanks for listening, man. Uh, nice one. Right, let's crack on with our game of the week. Uh, we'll go from the top. Kat, what is your game of the week? <clears throat> so my game of the week is called Necrobarista, the final four. Um, and from what I've played of it so far, between moving house, working, doing my report, <laughs> unpacking my other house, <laughs> um, it, it's all right. Um, it's, it's had a couple of, uh, I mean, my review is going to be, I'm half written my review and uh, my review is going to be up pretty soon. I'm hoping to get it done by tomorrow. Um, yeah, so it's essentially about a uh, coffee shop called The Terminal and uh, you go there when you die and you have to, you can only stay there for 24 hours um and uh yeah you, you kick back and you chill and it's um kind of like a visual novel uh which i didn't know to begin with actually i've no i haven't played the um the kind of predecessor um and apparently there's an anime on it as well and i'm really interested i'd love to watch the kind of actual anime anime fuck me i'm not in my mind mood today um <laughs> um but yeah so i'd love to watch it um it's given me a couple of hard crashes on the switch it's the first time my switch has ever needed to like go to sleep and come back on again uh so i don't know what's going on there but um other than that you just press a and you read along and there's cutscenes and there's lovely dialogue and there's nice characters it's got an interesting story so somebody's taken over the coffee shop and um the world itself and this isn't a spoiler the world itself is um kind of governed it's got loads of like necromancy and magic and um very different to our, our own world and um there's rules you can't stay there for more than 24 hours and if you do it comes out of the wage of the coffee shop and the coffee shop owes a lot of money in hours and now the government of that world are kind of chasing it up and that's kind of the story um so yeah so getting into it just what I like about it is that I don't really read so because I don't really read actually having something to read is kind of fun because I don't find reading that interesting so now it's like baby reading because it gives me like a, a picture it gives me a cut scene it gives me words it's kind of just watching a film on your switch which is fine i wouldn't really call it a game but i would buy a lot of these if i was going on holiday which i am so. is, is this your first visual novel um maybe yeah probably yeah i mean lydia does lydia count i don't think so no, i don't, wouldn't no. have thought so so yeah so yeah it is oh my when God. when cat was saying you just press a <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah welcome, to, welcome to the visual novel. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I actually, 
actually had to so I knew that Toby had played um <laughs> no I knew that Toby knew of the franchise and I um and I kind of messaged him being like am I being stupid am I missing something <laughs> is, is this that right because like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just pressing a is that okay is there like is there something I'm missing and he was like no, no, it's a visual novel. It's like this is how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's a book with pictures. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it's a book. <laughs> Maybe the occasional cutscene. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've gotten so far. So, yeah, now I'm not surprised. If you, if you really get the bug, you need to try uh, VA11 Hall A. Valhalla. Valhalla. Come on, yeah. Toby. Jesus Christ. I know, don't, but don't it's... Don't confuse the girl with... You've got, you got to, you got to yeah, search it, right? No, I don't let me do maths just to anyway, read. It's called Valhalla. It's a bar, it's bartender. Everyone seems to like coffee shops with these things, but um, oh. you're a bartender in a cyberpunk world and people come into the bar, you've got to mix them drinks. It's a little bit more gameplay than the one you're on at the moment. Okay. And, uh, and then you hear their stories and all the fun stuff that they get up to in the city. It's good fun. Yeah, like it. it's nice to like... I, I really just expected to play a game, but um, I'm just going to read a game instead. But yeah, that's my game of the week. Nice. nice. I can also recommend Across the Grooves on Switch. It's a very that's lovely a visual. Yep, nice. a very nice one. Oh, there's a whole list of great ones that we've played over the years. Um, I'll see if I can collate them and send them your way. Okay, do that. Great stuff. Stains Gate. Get Stains Gate. Okay. I'm not kidding. It is brilliant. <laughs> okay. That's a heavy one, isn't it? it it's okay when you, like... Yeah, it, it it's don't start there. It's heavy anime, that <laughs> okay, one. Okay. That a... Well, I'm going on holiday, so all your recommendations are more than welcome because I normally bring books and I would like to bring this because it's easy reading. It's lazy reading. Right. If, who who was it that made the Among the Grooves? Because they did another two that I reviewed, which were brilliant. I'm going yeah. to look. Everyone talks, so it doesn't sound like I'm wasting loads of silent time. Um, yeah, but they, they do really really good visual novels the one that i it was like a, there was a, a woman who was coming into a town and her family were accused of wit, being witches yeah that's good uh nova box it is nova box yes they, they made uh sears isle along the edge and chasing lights we've reviewed all of those haven't we yes we have yeah they like us are they alive still uh sears isle i think and across the grooves might be cool right if it's not, get those because they're the best visual novels that for the last couple of years. Okay, really, someone really write in a Slack so I don't forget in two hours' time. No, no, Kat, you just got you've got a podcast to remind you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toby, what is your game of the week, sir? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna throw this back at you and say which game would you like to hear about? Right, I've played okay. I've played Road ninety six all week. I've played Returnal all week, and I've played the new Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Oh, see, I want to hear about all of them. Can you do like choice cuts from each one? <laughs> all right, really quick versions of each one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Road 96. So I got Road 96 to review. The review is up on the website uh, on fingerguns.net right now. Um, it's a procedural storyline driven road trip. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's a series of scenes and, and character in, interactions that you go on as you make your way across a sort of strange um, totalitarian state trying to escape. Um, and lots of the character interactions are really nice. Um, it's got an absolutely fantastic soundtrack, which I've been listening to almost every day since, um, since I finished. Um, with like Toxic Avenger in it and Kallax and a few other good sort of new retro wave things. Um, but yeah, I'd really recommend it. I, I, I gave it a, a good solid seven just because it had a couple of issues, but it's a really good fun game um, and, a, and, a, and a good narrative. It'll, it'll fill, you know, fill those hours you're playing with a very enjoyable game. It's good. Um, Returnal, I've managed to properly get into this now, so I'd only just started it last time we were talking. That is 
it is very cool and it's got i think it's just so 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 hard like people say but at the same time just so sort of rewarding in a way there's a there's a there's a real sort of just visceral like satisfaction if you manage to get past the bit that you're stuck on because you've got to do like one world and then the next world and then the next you know it's um roguelite but you've really got to do like the whole game every time except for the bosses um so which is quite not quite as bad as hades every time you got to do the bosses every time in hades but in um in return you don't have to do them every time once you've done them once that's it um i've managed to finish the second boss um and i'm managed to get a long way into the third area but i've not quite found the boss or, or beaten them yet um and i hear there's about six areas so it's going to take me probably weeks and weeks more to get to the end of this thing but yeah really enjoying it um loving the i love the gunplay and the craziness it makes me think of um like because it's obviously house mark makes me think of um top down twin stick shooters but like just as a 3d as a 3d third person game it's like literally that is what they've done they've just change the control system and change the camera angle. It's the same games almost. It's, it's just housemark all over, which I really love because I've really loved, always, always loved their games. Um, and lastly, Ghost of Tsushima, director's cut. So um, 25 quid to upgrade for from the PS4 to the PS5 version and to get all the extra stuff, you get a whole island um, of extra stuff, which is about a third of the size of the original map. So it's you know it's pretty substantial. The map was enormous on the original game. Um, there's lots to explore, loads and loads of stuff to do. It's at least sort of five, six hours worth of just random exploration and random tales and things, and a good five-hour storyline in there. Um, it's obviously got you know the, the Mongols have taken over that island as well. And that's not spoiling anything to say there's Mongols over there, um, and you've got to take them out. Um, there's lots of that sort of. Um, you, you get a lot of weird visions, and and there's um there's some good storyline to do with um his uh, Jin's father, um and his sort of un unfinished business um and memories of his father. So it's um it's it was really quite satisfying, and I just finished that yesterday. So um there you go. That's my games of the week. I've done a load of gaming this week. Sweet. Um, yes. Only question: Is it worth a twenty-five pound upgrade? See, I don't think there's quite enough content, even though there is a lot of content for twenty-five quid. It looked it looked the same. The only things I could notice that were different were a few lighting effects. Otherwise, the game was already the most gorgeous thing going. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's so dramatically different <laughs> that I could tell the difference apart from, like I say, a few glinting bits of metal here and there and some some lovely water effects. Nice. Um, but the story is good. If you're if you're if it goes down in price a little bit, I think maybe it's a it's a pretty good grab at sort of Frozen Wilds price, like fifteen quid. Sure. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. And finally, Mr. Sean Davies, your game of the week. It's going to be games, but I'm going to do them quick. So first one, uh, Rims Racing. It's a new racing game that came out last week. There is a review up on the website. I gave it 7 out of 10. It's a different kind of racing game, a bike racing game that has it focuses on actually owning a bike and maintaining it and customising it. You pick a bike at the beginning of your career, and that, that is a kind of persistent entity. When you crash and you scuff up the side of your bike, those scuffs are still there on the next races, if unless you change the bodywork. And as you go through, tyres will degrade and you'll have to change them. A part of the bike will break down and you've got to fix them or, or buy replacements. And when you do, when you have to replace the parts, you do go through like quick time event style motions in order to do so. And that's including in a pit stop. So if, if you pit for tyres, you've got to take the lug nuts off You've got to take the tire off. 
you've got to put the new tire on and you've got to do all that through the controller. It's it's simplistic, but it works. It feels a lot like um, House Flipper meets a bike racing game. And I'm, I am very sold on the concept, but I just don't think this version goes far enough. I'm, I hope they have a sequel because there's a lot of potential there. I just hope that the next time they they iron out some issues. Uh, second game is called Top D and sorry, 2D and Top D, which is both a 2D platformer and a top-down adventure game combined in one. So this game is made up of frames where at a press of a button, you change controller, you, you change control over two characters called Top D and 2D. And 2D has the, the frame side on. And when you press the button, that, that whole thing becomes 3D. And you can navigate it with Top D, who can walk around it as if it was a 3D level. It is ingenious. It is a fantastic concept. The game is incredibly well designed. It's one of my favorite games of the year so far. There are, there are some frustrations um, because the way that the puzzles are all set out, it means that if you if you mess up um, and it's really easy to mess up, that you have to start the whole thing again. And I kind of wish there was just like a rewind button for like two seconds because some of the black box pushing is made easier for you to do, but it's also really easy to muck up. And I've done that so many times so far. Um, next game is Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights. Uh, I'm, I reckon I'm about halfway through this game. It's a classic Metroidvania where you play as a girl who wakes up and she finds out she's like the princess of Princess Lily, I think her name is. And everyone's been turned, turned by corruption. All these knights are now covered in this black stuff but you can turn some spirits to use as weapons yourself. She, this, this girl, Lily, never does anything herself. Basically, you, she uses the spirits of everyone that she rescues to fight the baddies around her. It's a very, very stylistically brilliant game. I'm, I'm properly in love with the style they've gone for. It looks very anime, but it's not like OTT anime. It's like a dark, gothic... Imagine, uh, what's the Castlevania anime? It looks a lot like that in motion. It's very cool. Um, and it's it's weird to have a, like a proper Metroidvania game that isn't just like a roguelike or anything. It is just a proper Metroidvania game without all the gubbins. It's just like sticks to that core premise and it does it really well. Um, <laughs> Lawn Mowing Simulator, which I'm going to just make a bold claim is one of the most chill games I've ever played in my entire life. I've literally fallen asleep playing this game because it is so relaxing. It's like farming simulator, but without all the crap. So basically you get given jobs to go and mow the grass in a garden and you have a ride on lawnmower and that lawnmower makes a constant kind of white noise sound that's just like mm, the entire time you're on it. And there's no music in the background. There's just birds chirping and maybe kids playing in the garden a couple of doors away. And I've literally been playing this. My wife has fallen asleep in the room playing it like while I've been playing it because it is so chilled out. And it, it, I can't, it's got that, like, I'm going to play again and again and again, one more hour. And now it's like 4 a.m. And my eyes are so heavy, but I'm like still playing. It's just got that kind of appeal to it. And I'm almost done with my review. It's going to get an eight out of 10, which I never thought I would say about a game about mowing grass. But hey, <laughs> there we go. And I'm going to leave it there because there's a couple more, but I, you know, I'll leave that for next week. Sorry. No, I just no, no, to, it awesome. It's been like four weeks. So. No, man, it's been a while. It's been a while. You're catching up. It's okay. What about your games of the week or game of the week? Um, I'm going to go singular uh, because I've been playing, I'm in the uh, beta for Riders Republic 
but I can't talk about that, uh, which is a real shame because I want to. There's lots I want to say, but my game of the week is Twelve Minutes, which is a game I've wanted to play for such a long time, and it's finally landed this week on Xbox and PC. And yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. There is a lot going on in this game, and it requires you to fail over and over and over and over and over again. The more you fail, the more you learn. It's very roguelike in that sense. I don't really, I don't think I expected it to be this dark. It is bleak as fuck. Um, it goes to some very, very kind of dangerous and worrying places in certain areas. And it made me uncomfortable a couple of times uh, playing through it because I thought I had a handle on what was going on until it got flipped. And it just, it completely changed how I, approach the next few attempts and it, it literally is a 12 minute loop um you don't really have a lot of choice in that you can start the loop over and over whenever you want um if you say if you mess something up or you want to go around around one angle or want to do something else you've got to, you've got to go, oh, mess it up so i've got to go back through the door and back in again and uh, yeah it's really bleak <laughs> that's the best way to describe it uh it's it's great though and it's it i don't know what the word is but it's addictive because you just want to know what the hell's going on, why that is in a place where it is because that wasn't there a minute ago. But even though I was there beforehand, I put that there last time, but it's not there now. So now I have to go back and get it. And you have to just redo everything. Um, and it's just a way of learning more about the story and learning more about the characters. And it's supremely interesting. And I'm uh, very happy with it so far. And I haven't completed it yet. I'm very nearly there, I think. I don't know. I feel like I've I've seen as much as the story can offer, but I could be completely wrong on that on that front. But it's yeah, it's great. Uh, highly recommended, currently available on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have it, check it out. My friend described 12 minutes as a game that he hates to play, but he must see the ending. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because it's because you're never progressing. You, do you know what I mean? You're never really moving forward. All you're doing mm. is chopping bits of the story out. And you you don't know if you're good at the game or not because there's no there's nothing to learn. Do you know what I mean? And you've just got to keep going at it because every time you'll find something new. I've got every... a question about um 12 minutes. Go for it, Tobes. So if you got a walkthrough, could you complete it in 12 minutes? Yes. Could you literally do the whole solution in one go first time? Or do you oh. have to go through it a number of times? I believe so. I think... Em I believe there is a way to do it. I haven't seen it done. Um, mm. I'm almost certain there is a way. I will come back to you on that. Uh, it's just but... sort of interesting, like, you, like you've just said, sort of a rhetoric around it, that things kind of disappear and come back and that you don't always get the chance to do it right every time and that no. things change. So I, wonder, I just wondered if it was, you know, actually requires a bit like a, like you said, like a roguelite, that you actually do it 10, 15 times and there's no way to actually do it quicker. It's required to expand the story and to learn more about the character. Mm. Um, but you want to, you want to, you want to dig in deeper. I wonder how many um, endings there are. Like, like you say, like how many different versions of oh man, who knows? where it can get to. It, it, I think it, it's definitely a Toby game for sure. You should check yeah, it out. I'll get it. I'll give it a go. I've just been too busy with other stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, that's 12 minutes. Sure. I, I, I read something online from a couple of female game developers who said that this game is most definitely geared towards like the male player. And I'd be really interesting to see Cap play this because Apparently, if if you're a man and you're playing this, the first kind of couple of playthroughs, you are 
you kind of like the the game presumes that you're going to take a protective male stance, mm. and that some some women have been like, huh, I already know what's going to happen here, and they were right. Yeah, I mean that's what I said when I when I when I was saying it made me uncomfortable. There were moments that I was like, I don't like this at all. I'm really not enjoying this. Um, there are moments that I won't spoil because they're massively important to the story. But yeah, there are moments that will put a shiver in you and go, yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, but it's so important to the story. It's so integral to what you need to learn. And it's, uh, yeah, they don't shy away from showing things that rightly would make, I think, anyone anyone with a conscience <laughs> quite unsettled. Okay. For sure. Uh, so yeah, another reason, Cap. Go get Game Pass. You know you want to play some twelve minutes. You, you know I've twelve minutes was like my highlight of yeah, yeah. and it looked amazing. And that's really interesting what you have to say, Sean. I wonder. I will play it one day. I will. It hopefully, hopefully, will come to somewhere I can play and buy it and <laughs> throw my money at it. But yeah, that's really intriguing that you can. I guess you can take different stances compared to what people will the game thinks that you will do versus what you'll actually do and. Yeah, Interesting. yeah. I think the ending will depend on the individual. To be honest, I think that's the I best love, way to put it. I love games like that. It's yeah. Totally my street. It just depends what you want from the situation, and that's really, it's a really cool way to play the game. Uh, right then, we're going to do something we haven't done for about a month. Mr. Sean Davies has returned, so it is time once again for the fastest finger first quiz. Okay, whoop, whoop. let's do a quiz. So um, you might remember the cat and. Uh, Miles competed in a... <laughs> uh, oh, is quiz. it one of those again? It's one of them again. Yay! So I, I have here a list of 10 games, and I have five facts about all the games. Uh, you can all buzz in once after each fact. No, if you get it shit. right, you get... If you get if you get it right on the first fact, you get five points. <laughs> on the last one, you get one point. And uh, we shall see how this goes. Oh, I'm listening back to this last time it was on. I was just shouting, shouting yeah. aloud at the podcast. Okay. All right, Toby. All right. It wasn't just you, Kat. It was Miles as well. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard the uh, the following episode. but yeah, I haven't, no. I had some choice words for Sean and Kat, for uh, Miles and Kat, about some of the... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, God, Jesus. Listen, I'm just impressed I got more than four points. So can we just... <laughs> can we just acknowledge that, please? Can we just acknowledge I actually got points and I wasn't that far behind Miles? Like, I, I did No, no, I don't think either of you did Thank worse you, than the other. They were, they you, were equally terrible. Yeah, I, I sat there listening to that podcast thinking, these words are from, from Ross are absolutely warranted but also slightly like you know in defense of cat miles i did throw them something new at them at the last minute so you <laughs> know okay i start question one fact one you want to know our buzzers first no we're just going to buzz aren't we it's just going to be our voices look cat you're going to be pikachu yeah okay yeah Pika, Pika, you Pika. Are pikachu, yeah i am yeah i'm like that's don't know what mine is. go on then go on then <laughs> you don't know what mine is Ross, yours is going to be something like Sonic having an orgasm. Yeah, Sonic having an orgasm. No, it's, not Sonic. it's not Sonic this time. I mixed, I mixed it up. Go on, man. Is it Miles? Is it Miles? <laughs> oh, is it Tails, you mean? Yeah, Miles. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's cute, whatever it is. Hey, Yoshi. Is it Yoshi? Oh. Yeah. Yoshi having an orgasm. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toby? Oh, oh nice. nice. Okay. Oh, you, 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 I love Spyro. 
Fucking spider. <laughs> 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 oh my god, you're such a weirdo. I'll pika pika though because my pika pika is so delayed. So you have to do it yourself instead. From that doesn't point. count. Okay. Question, question one. Uh, the first fact: It was the first release from developer Don't Nod Entertainment. I mean. Okay. It can't so, be that simple. It, it can't, can't be. No, it can't be. That's why I didn't want to like show <laughs> okay. myself up. Se- second. You're second not going to guess. Se- it's too late. I'm going on. Second fact: It was published by Capcom for the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Oof. Third fact: It's a third-person action adventure game featuring a character called Nilin. <gasps> oh, Pika. Ross, remember me. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Question two. First fact. This is a puzzle game developed by DMA Design that was released in 1991. Cool, cool. Second fact. It originally released on the Amiga before being ported to the Atari ST, Sinclair Spectrum, PC, and SNES within a year. Good God. Mm, okay. It's not what I thought it was. There's only Paul that's buzzing right now. Yes. <laughs> Fact three, the game was originally published by Psygnosis. Oh. Yeah. I can only think of one. I don't think it's a puzzle I game. I can think of one, and I don't think it's a traditional puzzle game. Mm. I'm yeah, going to go for it next time, though. <laughs> okay, then. Everyone's scared of this now. I am. I'm scared. Qu- question four. It yep. was one of six games featured in a stamp series issued by the Royal Mail <gasps> in 2020 to pay tribute to the United Kingdom's early video game industry. Okay, I'm going to go for it. Pika, pika. Go on, then, Kat. Is it Lemmings? It is Lemmings! <laughs> 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 you, you didn't say Sega, and I was like, "Well, he said the snares, and he said the entire thing." And I, yeah, I second-guessed like, myself. It was ported to like fifteen other consoles. Yeah, that year. So tricky, 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 okay. tricky. <laughs> Question <Okay>. three. <laughs> tricky. Um, okay. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Question three. Uh, this is a competitive fighting game that originally uh, originated in arcades in 1991. Can you guess multiple times? Just once per fact. Okay. What have we got? Incorrect. Uh, Pika Pika. Cat. Street Fire. No. 91. Yeah, Street Fire's, Street Fire's uh... older, isn't it? Okay, fact two. But Tekken's probably older, to be honest. I was wrong as well. No, Tekken's not 91. It's later than that, isn't it? Fact two. Since then, it has been ported to 20 other platforms, most re- recently as part of a 30th anniversary collection. <laughs> Ross? Mortal Kombat. Incorrect. Uh, Toby? No. No. No? Okay. Um, fact three, the SNES version of the game is the system's best-selling third-party game. Ross? I'm just going to go for this. Street Fighter 2? Correct. Oh, yes! Oh, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the second time. Do you know what? When you said no to 
Street Fighter, and then you kept saying the questions. I was like, this really sounds like Street really Fighter, does. guys. It really does. It does oh. really sound like Street Fighter, only it's the second one. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. How, how long would it have taken? So the next fact was uh, one of their characters as affectionately known as the First Lady of Gaming. And... And then the last one was going to be the, this game is credited as the inspiration for the creative of the Evo tournament. So I guess you probably yeah. would have got it eventually. I just wrote it off. I just wrote it off. Yeah, just wrote it off as a thing. That. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, question four. So fact one, uh, this is an action role-playing game that was published in 2019 by Private Division. Ooh. Action role-playing game. Okay. Next fact. The game is set in an alternative future in which US President William McKinley was not assassinated in 1901. <laughs> Ross? The Outer Worlds? Correct. Yes! Well done. Thank nice. you. Um, the, the other facts are going to be uh, the game was developed by Obsidian Entertainment. A sequel was announced at the 2021 Xbox and Bethesda E3 presentation. That's when I would have got it. <laughs> and the last one was Spaces Choice is a brand that you'll find. With <laughs> okay, question five. I'm not doing well at this, am I? I'm no, well you know, everyone's going to be screaming at you, Toby. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. They're <laughs> screaming at you at home. Oh, <laughs> you better get more than four I'm points. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, question five. Uh, fact one, this is an open open world action adventure game that was released in 2012. Any guesses for that? <laughs> uh, that's one of 45 games. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, fact two, it was published by Square Enix and developed by United Front Games. Uh, Toby? Just Cause 2. No. Oof. Okay, next fact, and then I think I won't have it. Next fact is Emma Stone plays the protagonist. <gasps> bigger, 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 bigger. Cat. Is that Sleeping Dogs? It is. Oh, yeah, Ross, suck it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <sighs> I, I buzz quicker than Cat. It's no, she didn't. was louder. I just peekered, peekered. That is peekered. nonsense. Yeah. Thank you. I peekered, peekered. I peekered. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just thought she was going bigger. Whoa! Mm. Anyway. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. I, I suck it. It's harsh. I was. I'm just sitting here. You know. You know. Okay. Well, Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, Among Us. You know. I've got my revenge. I'm getting answer properly. Then. Em's <laughs> <laughs> fighting words. Okay. Question six. Uh, fact one. This is an open world action adventure game released in 2017. Okay. Fact two, it was developed using the Decima engine. Toby? Breath of the Wild. No. Fact three, the cast includes Lance Reddick and Ashley Birch. Oh, I'm a bigger, 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 bigger. Fuck it up. Horizon Zero Dawn. Correct. Nice. Uh, the other two uh, facts were going to be this game was ported to PC and released in August 2020 
And the last point was going to be their lead character is called Aloy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have to put like the, the dum dum answer on you know, for the last last question. The dum dums like me sometimes. <laughs> You're doing better than all of us. Don't don't do yourself down this time. You might win this cat. Not win. this week. Not this yeah. week. If I win this week, I want a medal sent me. Like you, you, the You're not stupid medal. You're getting you know less anxious at quizzes. <laughs> Okay, uh, question seven, fact one. This is a first-person shooter released in 2016. Oh, never mind. <laughs> what have I got? Toby? Call of Duty something. <laughs> seven, eight, 24. Call of Duty 2016. Call of Duty shooter game. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, second fact, it was developed by Gearbox Software and published by 2K. Oh... Oh god, it sounds it sounds too easy, but I'm like, ah, I'm scared now. Wow, this is what this game does to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fact three. It featured a roster of 30 characters, including a penguin in a mech called Toby. <laughs> uh okay. What have I got? Toby? Is it Apex Legends? It's not Apex Legends. That was released last year. Really? Feels like it's been around for a while, that one. Um, fact four. The game transitioned to a free-to-play model in 2017. Go on, give us a dumb-dumb question. <laughs> Ross? Destiny 2? No. No, of course it's not Destiny 2. Fucking hell, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the final fact... The game was shut down entirely in January 2021, citing the popularity of Overwatch as the reason the game was closed. Oh my god! I'm so angry. I guarantee, myself. I guarantee it's so a game I've never myself. played. Yeah, or I've never heard of. No, never played. No, we, we, we've definitely heard of it because we talked about it before. <laughs> um. I, I, I really think it's one of those sort of, like you say, free to play, Fortnite, Apex Legendy things, but just one of the ones that didn't do very well, and I can't okay. think of the names of them. <laughs> Ross? Lawbreakers? No. <laughs> it was Battleborn. Oh, Battleborn. It lived and died in about yeah, You could have given me another five clues, I think. Yeah, well, never. Fair enough. Fair you could have told me it was started with the word battle and I still wouldn't have got it. <laughs> it ends with the word born. <laughs> and I would have gone like... battle for born? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, question eight, fact one. This is an open-world first-person shooter released in 2012. No guesses? This is the same game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back two. This is the third entry into a long-running series. <coughs> Ross? Ice Shock Infinite. No. Oh. Well, that was 2012, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Mm, too early. Okay, fact three. It is set on the fictional Rook Islands. <coughs> Ross? Far Cry 3. Correct. Damn. Well done. Thanks. The other two facts were going to be a standalone expansion called Blood Dragon was released in yeah. 2013. Oh, that's yeah. And then it was the main protagonist is called Vaz Montenegro. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to get nothing. I'm going to get a zero. <laughs> You might. I mean, you know. Yeah, you might. <laughs> I would have got about three of them right at the same point as other people have passed, but that doesn't count. I still, no, I still have got no. zero. <laughs> that's why I, I don't know. I, that's the reason I've had no points in other quizzes too. 
<laughs> okay. Question nine. Fact one. This is an action role-playing game released in 1998. What? <laughs> pika Pika. No, no Pika Pika's her. She's dead. <laughs> okay. Fact two. The oh. game is a sequel to a novel with the same name. Oh, Dobes, come on. Video games and novels. Novel. That's all. Come on, it must be a Toby thing. It's got to be a Toby Anderson game. This, this was the kind a... of novels that get made into video games, though, are just uh, really off the wall a lot of the time. Okay. What? Fact three this game was Squaresoft's first ever M rated game. Ooh. Oh, I do know it. Parasite Eve. Correct. Well done, Toby. Yay! Yes. Well Greg's screaming at me. I, thought, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, the other two uh, facts were the game is set in New York in 1997. And the last fact was you play as a character called Aya Brea, who is attempting to stop uh. the Eve from destroying humanity, which I really hoped somebody would get at that point. <laughs> Here's a tricky novel because it's like Japanese. No one's yeah. read it here. No, it was it was just the fact that I, I, I <laughs> if Greg turned up, I fully expected him to say that at point at the first fact. I'll be honest, because mm. that's just the way Greg is, you know. Okay, question ten. First fact: This is a three D action platformer released in two thousand and thirteen as a launch title for the PS four. <laughs> Ross, Nag. Correct. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> what was that? Yes. I would have got it as well. Damn it. What was that? <laughs> knack. Oh, no. Silly, ugly thing made of all the stuff. Oh, oh, oh dare you. <laughs> There'll be no knack, um, knack integration on no this. Knack slander on this podcast. <laughs> so the other the other facts were it was developed by Sony Japan Studio. The game's plot was written by PS4 architect Mark Sony. A sequel was released in 2017. And finally, the main character could grow and shrink by collecting or using relics which made up their body. Yeah. That's Mari. <laughs> uh, well done. I'm gonna hang on a minute. Let me just. Uh, do you want to know the points? Because I think this might. Yes, please. So Can't get three. Three. Oh, it's the points you get when you get it as well. Yeah. Thirteen. Ooh. So thirteen. So, so Ross got eighteen points, which is very good. Um, Cat got hang on a minute. This is loads trickier than like tallying. <laughs> <laughs> Just counting, yeah. Well done, Ross. That's a fuck that's like a that's a bang of a score. Oh well thank you. You smashed it as well. It's gonna be better than mine. This is a, this is your quiz, cat. I think this is no, your no, style of quiz. Someone's just making easier questions. Cat <laughs> <laughs> got eight. I'll take it. And uh, Toby got three. Dang. But, you know, that this is the way of these quizzes. If you get it right quickly, you get big scores like, you know, Ross with knack. And <laughs> mm. so, well done, Ross. Well done, Thank Ross. you. I just got to worry until Greg has a go at this one. Oh, my God. And then it's all it's over. over. It's over for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's over we go. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, Sean. No problem at all. Right. Let's jump in to uh, both barrels. Again, something we haven't done for a while, but there's been a little bit more news this week than normal. Which game from Bethesda is back again? That'd be Skyrim. Skyrim. Small bones. Change publisher. <laughs> Skull and bones. Yes, the Elder Scrolls Skyrim Five or whatever the fuck it's called is coming back out 
in November for PS5 and PS4. If you already own Skyrim on PS4, which chances are you probably do, um, this is a free upgrade. So it will come with three new pieces of DLC, including a survival mode, a Saints and Seducers quest, and fishing, if that's what you think has been missing from Skyrim. Um, it also comes with 500 Creation Club elements, which I've heard is really awesome, and stuff like that, including a better resolution, frame rate, dual sentence implementation, stuff like that. So yeah, very exciting for the six people on Earth who have not yet played Skyrim. Um, I'm going to throw this one over to Sean because you were the first person I thought of when I saw this news. Are you going to jump into Skyrim again? Yes. I thought so. <laughs> if, if only because I want to see... So I don't need another excuse to play Skyrim. I would play it on PS4 probably soon again anyway because I've been getting the itch. It's the same with like other people have got those games that they go back to. Mine is Skyrim. And um, yeah, I really want to see what these dual sense implementations are like. And because if it's if it's cool, like if you if you've got the, the triggers and the microphone going, then I, I think it'd be like a, a decent upgrade. I don't care that the game is now like you know on its what is it like twelfth different platform or whatever. I don't. It it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll play it anyway. It's a good game, and um, I know that uh, I say good game, and Greg is probably like spitting bile right now. <laughs> <laughs> some people don't like Skyrim that's fine I understand I totally get it but it's it's an RPG game that some people can get into and some people can't and I am one of those that can and I'm excited about a new version and uh, Todd has taken more money from me probably I'll probably get it on disc special edition you're going to go and buy the actual physical copy <sighs> man I've got every other one I may as well just get that one well, and, and another <laughs> PS5 to play it on <laughs> this I, is my I, Skyrim PS5 because <laughs> you I, haven't got a disc I could probably build a house from the versions of Skyrim that I own. If I'm honest, I could probably build a <laughs> This one's just for, just for looksies, just for putting in a frame. Yes. Yeah. It's like my copy of uh, the Alex Kidd remake. I've got a physical <laughs> copy of that. And the funny thing is, I've got a digital PS5. So even, even if I wanted to, I can't play it. But <laughs> it's Alex Kidd, so it's still in the box. And it, it might be worth something one day, maybe. You never know. So, I mean, I guess that the big question is, what is it about... Skyrim that brings people back. I mean, is Todd Howard has obviously said, well, we can make more money off of it. It's coming out on the actual anniversary, I believe, as well. Um, what what's the? I mean, you must have turned over every single rock in that game by now. Yeah, I mean, I've I've I got a thousand G's on Xbox and I got a platinum trophy on PS4. It's it's the fact that you. This was this was when Bethesda. And they, they really knew that like the player was supposed to be the central part of this whole big adventure. And despite the fact that you are part of the central, like you are in a living world where people go to do things and it, you know, you, you can follow people's day, you know, you can go and see a, a merchant, get up in the morning, go and have the breakfast, then go to a shop and stuff. It is a living, breathing world. Uh, but the, the whole thing like circulates around you as a player. And you know, you're giving this special skill that no one else has. You're the dragonborn. You're going to take on the world. But there's just so much to do. And every time I've played it, I've tried to do something different. Um, so the first time I just used Stealth Archer, which is like everybody does Stealth Archer. You're basically walking around in the shadow, shooting people in the head, and no one ever sees you. And you'd be like standing right next to someone, shooting people in the feet. And, and then there's just like, oh. And <laughs> it's just it's just a great fun. But then like I tried to do 
you know, and I even tried to stream this, but I, I played the entire game with nothing but my fists. Yes, I remember. And uh, didn't get very far. The, the, <laughs> I got, I got It's fun to watch, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the first couple of streams were fun. I was holding my own. And then I accidentally stumbled over this, like, um, layer of uh, vampires, which just absolutely wiped me out. And because I hadn't saved in a long time, my auto was as I stepped through the door, and every time I stepped through the door, I was dead immediately. So like, oh, <laughs> oh, over and over again. So it was just like, oh, I've screwed this. I've, mm. I've fucked the pooch. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those games that you can have, you, like, it, it caters to everybody. Mm. Like, whatever your play style is, it caters to you. But it still puts you at the central of this big world-saving adventure and, and where you're messing around with continents and politics and magic. It's just... It's it's a it's a very well written. I can't say well written because the thing fucking falls apart after time. It's a cool game. Okay. <laughs> what are the um, they're making a big deal about these creation club elements? Uh, what are what are those things? I've tried to stay away from them as much as possible because okay. as soon as you start using them, the trophies turn off. And you know what I'm like. Ah yes, of course. But you can download like the mods and things, and there are some really cool mods that that completely change the experience too. So I might actually do this this time. You know, because there's, I don't know if you remember, there's there was like a big difference between the way that Oblivion and Skyrim, I'm, I'm talking to the wrong person here. <laughs> you yeah. might have heard about it, but it's, it's it's the way that they dish out skills and it's it's different in both the games, but you can revert it basically to Oblivion's standard, which was like, you have to use a skill to upgrade it. Okay. Whereas in, in, uh, in Skyrim, that's not necessarily the case. So... Yeah, it's it's there's there's so many little mods and things you can do, uh, and you can uh, like mess around with your hearth, your like your houses and stuff like that. So I might d- dabble this time around. Cool. Um, Kat, what's your history with Skyrim? Does this uh, remaster interest you in any way? Um, so my history with Skyrim is almost nil. I very similar to what Sean was describing in um, Skyrim is what I did to myself in Oblivion. Uh, so I got quite the way through Oblivion and with Oblivion, with any kind of well, mo- most of the more games, you can just travel wherever the fuck you like. And um, But unfortunately with Oblivion, what would happen is if you travelled too far out and you weren't a very good level, you would accidentally open a gate that was far, far, far over your head and it would release all these awful things and you could try and run away and sometimes that would work and then most of the time they'd catch up with you. And I ended up in this area where very similar to Sean, I it auto-saved in a really bad place and I couldn't stop accidentally activating this Oblivion gate that was far too skilled for me. And there was like this little hovel hole, a cave next to it, and this ghost just kept coming out and absolutely crushing me. And uh, yeah, and I couldn't be fucked to play again. Um, so I would like to get into Skyrim. It, I, but the thing is as well, I know it's a time sink and it's just, when have you got the time, you know? <laughs> Where's the time to play that kind of time sink anymore? Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe so. It, 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 I know it was very broken when it came out, and yeah, so we'll see. Um, I mean, that's all I can really say on it. If it's anything like Oblivion, I joined. I enjoyed Oblivion up until the part where I soft locked myself, um, and I think that I'd probably enjoy Skyrim getting into it. But I'm a mm. I'm a sucker for time sinks, and I will then just play that game and nothing else, and that's not you know you got reviews and reports and well, moving exactly. house and working exactly. plenty of time to play Skyrim plenty of time to play Skyrim 
Plenty of uh, and then how will I get my Xbox? I'm too busy playing Skyrim. So, so a very good point. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, but I might do it. I might drop it. I'm interested. I'll have a look at when it comes out. But yeah. Okay. It's what it is. Interesting. Uh, Toby, where are you with Skyrim these days? Um, I'm very much in the Greg camp. Oh, dear. When it comes to Skyrim, I'm afraid. Oh, no. So my, my history of Skyrim is about three hours. Um wondering about janky ass game flailing my staff thing and swords about trying to do stuff wondering about finding a guild about a dragonborn and then finding a dragon at the top of a tower and you know a few other random bits and just finding the entire thing a completely broken experience and really really boring so i gave up completely at that point and have never touched another elder scrolls game um I don't think, I really don't think, I've tried, I tried watching some videos and some gameplay of it today just to see if, you know, the ridiculous first person sword flailing was any different now or if it had been fixed or anything like that. And it's not, you're still going back and forward, throwing this random thing through the air and it just looks ridiculous. So I don't think there's anything it can do to really convince me to play. Um, it's going to forever be a, a franchise I don't think I, it doesn't, doesn't really connect with me. What if there's a mod where you can play as a fox with a sword? You, you can. can't see him. You can't there even you see go. him. You can't. You just put it in third person mode. <laughs> yeah, third person mode was just ever like the tiniest, tiniest fraction better, but it was still janky as fuck. Like I can't use third person mode because the animations are shit. Yeah, the animations <laughs> were shit, but at least I could see what I was doing. Um, I don't know. I, I can't believe that you've not like completed the the game several times as a kid, <laughs> just like the Kajit has merchants, and like I just can't imagine you have not been all over the furry nature of this game. <laughs> I've got no answer for that. <laughs> I can only play unbroken furry games. <laughs> I mean, like the, like, like Bio Mutant. Well, I didn't play much of that after it got <laughs> got to the point where I was just like, "This is fucking broken." <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. So yeah, those are Very our Skyrim. <laughs> so yeah, right. uh, yeah, those are our musical Skyrim. Very mixed stuff, but yeah, if you're into Skyrim, it's coming back once again. How exciting! It was quite funny when I put it in the Slack. There was that kind of uh, info picture that came out about it, and Miles just went, "Oh come on, they're not doing Skyrim again!" And it made me laugh. I just wanted to share that, make sure that that was um, on record that that was happening. Um, next up. Which very, very anticipated video game will not have campaign co-op at launch? Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball won't have campaign co-op. Can you, can you imagine the game without campaign co-op? Can you imagine? Skull and Bones, that's not going to have co-op. <laughs> it's Combat. My God. Yeah. Oof. Is it Mortal Kombat 12? It is Mortal Kombat 12. No, it's not. Destiny. It's not. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. <laughs> is it Halo? It is Halo. There we go. Halo Infinite will not have campaign corp or forge at launch. This is quite a disgrace, to be honest with you. I'm going to read very briefly from Wesley Yin Paul, the awesome editor of Eurogamer. Hello Infinite won't have campaign corp or forge at launch. Developer 343 has announced the two much loved modes of play have been delayed. Campaign corp won't hit the shooter until season two at the earliest, which means about three months after launch. User creation tool Forge, meanwhile, won't hit the game until Season 3 at the earliest, or about six months after launch. The target releases are subject to change, warned 343. 
Uh, Tobes, I know you're not big on the big on the older the old Halo, but as a uh, just a, as a general consumer, should these things be packaged in at launch, given the amount of time that they've had to develop this game? Uh, I I have played a fair few Halos um, in my time. Um, I've completed one, two, three ODST and Reach. So the OGs, I like it. The OGs, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've played Guardians though. Um, so I think that's where I stopped. Yeah. Um, so based on that, I mean, the you know the free to play you know live service model for Halo means that these things come season by season anyway. So there's going to be like Fortnite based you know seasons, and there's going to be new stuff and new modes and um, new ways of playing the game, new new modes, if you see what I mean, a different version of modes, but like game types like uh, Deathmatch and things like that, you know, running every season. So the, the thing's going to run for 10 years. Why is anyone getting their knickers in a twist about having to wait three months for campaign co-op? The the, the idea as well that, that it's like, in a way, I think um, 343 have just framed it badly, like like idiotic framing if you're a politician right never apologize yeah it makes you look weak so just the fact that he said sorry is just launching the whole thing badly why not just say from the very beginning like here's the plan right season one campaign see and multiplayer season two co-op campaign season three forge do you know what I mean just say it like that and no one ever knew that those things weren't planned to be six months later it's just such a bizarre bit of shoddy marketing um I just don't understand why anyone's made it into some news. Um, if you like those two bits, they'll be there real soon. And you can play the campaign first and the multiplayer bit. And then you have this really great experience to look forward to in three months time when you'll still be playing Halo anyway, because you've been playing it the last 10 years. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Whew. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing to say to that. Why does why does three months make any difference to someone well, who is so interested in Halo that they've probably been playing the original Halos up until this minute anyway? It's a fair yeah, it's a fair argument. My two favorite things about Halo have always been oh, well, Forge and, Forge, and, Cam- Forge and Campaign Co-op. <laughs> uh, okay. When I saw this news, I was I was gutted because Campaign Co-op is how I play Halo. I play it with my mate Chris. We go through the Halo campaign together. We have a wonderful time. We hug at the end. It's just a thing that we do. And the fact that Halo Infinite is going to launch as a campaign and I have to play it through on my own, I don't like that. It feels weird. It doesn't feel right. Um, I'm going to do it because I'm a sucker. Of course I am. But it's just sad. And as a Forge, I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of hours I've put in to creating multiplayer maps on Forge. Myself and Chris, we used to do it relentlessly back in the day when we were both working at Mega Bingo and had far more time on our hands. And we used to love making maps. It was just a really fun part of the experience. And to make maps and then to go and have just like mass death matches on these maps were always so much fun. And, you know, I can go into the Master Chief collection now on my Xbox and I can go into my account. And amazingly, this blew my mind the other day when I found it the other day, about a week or a month ago. My maps are still there. So, you know, we can play the game together again and we can actually play through the old maps that we used to make like 10, 15 years ago. And those are memories that I have and those are moments in Halo that I love. And so, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad, actually, Topes. Um, just wanted to share that with you. No, There's no sympathy coming from this Toby. <laughs> this Toby? What about the other one? 
Nah, don't worry about him. Okay. Miles isn't here. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it does. It, it it is a little bit gutsy, but yes, it is coming. It's just not at launch. Don't, don't you think they could have marketed this a little bit more cleverly? Oh well, yeah, they could have fucking finished campaign co-op, couldn't they? And could have put it in the game at launch when you know everyone expected it to be there. Still could have drip fed all of the famous bits of Halo to you over the course of three years, and you would have lapped it up. Yeah, I'm going to because I'm a sucker, uh, an absolute bitch for Halo. But that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, Kat, what do you uh, what do you make of Toby's argument there? Um, I actually think that Toby should be hired in marketing because I think that's a really clever idea. Can you imagine Toby would... shouting at people in a marketing meeting? Yes, and I can imagine him like you know like that anime where like people get sweat on their forehead and they're like all hunched over the table and they're like speaking in a really high voice and they get like like little <laughs> hashtag on their forehead with like <laughs> like that's exactly like temple throbbing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how I see you in a boardroom. Um, Why won't people take any notice of me? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> notice me, see me. Um, yeah, so I think I think Toby has a very compelling argument. Um, about how about Halo, and um, I don't really have anything to add because it's a first-person shooter. And you know how I feel about them. I don't care. Bang bang, it's all the same, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm the only one sad about this. I think. <laughs> oh, I'll be uh, sad with you because I just don't know either way, do I? So I'll be sad. I'm okay, like Play-Doh. Thanks. I'm old. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for changing yourself for me. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. That's all. Right. Yeah, that's just good. What good friends do. Uh, Sean, should this be there at launch? Can they launch Halo without campaign co-op and forge? I mean, they're going to, so they're going, you know they can. It what what irks me about this is, like Toby said, that this stuff could have been drip fed in the marketing, you know, throughout the lead up and post launch, etc. But this is what they advertised it as, you know, they advertised it as this new platform that was going to be, you know, there from day one and would build on and build on. You'd have seasons and stuff, and now when you buy it on day one. You're not even having the stuff that was promised for season one. And I understand everything that's going on in the world that, you know, development has slowed down. They've done the technical tests and now they're going to have to go back with the results and fix that and stuff like that. But I just feel like I know they cannot delay it any longer than it already has been. So they're launching with what they've got. But it just feels like this this Halo is like snake bitten. Yeah. And I really feel sorry for like, everyone who's working on it because you know everything they've said about the the single player campaign and and when i say single player i mean you know the new games as a service kind of co-op style destiny styled campaign is that it's a non-linear version of halo that you would be able to play with a mate and it would be fucking fantastic and now what we're having is far cry on your own in a halo skin and that, that isn't you know that isn't Halo for me. And I said this when it was when it was announced. This doesn't, you know, I, I want those those really well-designed maps that were designed with a purpose. Mm. And to, to launch without Forge as well, I, I've never been that much on Forge, but I've always enjoyed everyone else's creations on Forge. You know, I'm not a creator. I've just, you know, play, play, play what everyone else makes. And um, again, it's a disappointment. I know they can't delight, delay it, and they're going to have to launch with whatever they can get made by the time it goes live. I just wish they hadn't announced all this stuff beforehand so that when the reviews don't come out, it's not all about what's missing and about what's there instead. Because yep. you know that's going to happen Absolutely. now, don't you? Oh, completely. Oh, there's, yeah. no, there's no campaign co-op and there's no forge. That's going to get... Is, this, is it going to be Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah, there's going to be no multiplayer. You know, there's, they, 
despite the fact that that was the least fucking you know important thing you could complain about cyberpunk i just mean you delay it and delay it and delay it and you get to the point where you have to release it no matter what and and then you know that's the point when it's when you cyberpunk yourself and you uh you eventually you release something just completely broken I, i refuse to believe this is going to be completely broken i do think microsoft are that done um, I do, What's the I name think... of the guy with the troll face? Which one? The one that was on all of the memes. Is Kevin? he still in it? Kevin? Is he called Kevin? Kevin? Aaron like Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> He's got um, a troll face. Anyway. Well, they haven't shown any campaign gameplay since that reveal last year. Is it a grunt? Was, he, is that, was that the enemy type? Uh, yeah, I think it was a, a muscle grunt, one of the bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a split second capture. Um, just what I want to see what he looks like now. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, he'll be at Xbox or Gamescom tomorrow night. Fingers I hope he looks exactly the same. I, I yeah. want him to look exactly the same forever. That'd be nice. Just, just the, whole, the whole of the rest of the game, all shiny, and then yeah. his face just like <laughs> exactly. matte yeah. and shit. And yeah, I really hope he's been like made into a mini boss. <laughs> it's like when they had the problem with Uncharted and it's just stood there and make it into a trophy. They need to have a, a Kevin moment somewhere. Yeah, sat on a toilet. Like, yeah. <laughs> as you open the door, you just, you just blast him. <laughs> Craig, that was his name. Craig, Craig that's, that's it. it. Craig, yeah. the yeah. grunt. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Halo Infinite still doesn't have a release date. So, you know, 343 is still working it's, away on it. It's, mad. it's, it's saying in there it's holiday. And, you know, they're saying holiday. Yeah, holiday this year. And so. they will not miss holiday. No. Because they cannot miss holiday. I go on holiday real late. <laughs> That's what they're yeah. all saying to themselves. December twenty fourth. Um, holiday <laughs> to get yeah to get over winter, um, and it's going to be February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, we'll probably find out. Maybe find out the release date tomorrow night. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's still not one hundred percent cooking for Halo Infinite just yet. But we'll see what happens. I'm so excited for it. Bring it on. Uh, finally, <laughs> oh, anyone keeping up with abandoned? I've abandoned, oh. abandoned. Yeah, same. The uh, the real time experience that uh, was on the app on the PS5, which was the trailer that they launched two days beforehand. <sighs> so it was the same trailer that people had already seen, and in order to compensate for this, they are now giving away the game for free if you bought. To the, the five people. If, if you bought the early access game, The Haunting Blood Water Curse, which is their other game. So if you buy that game, you can get abandoned for free because they've fucked it up so royally in terms of the marketing for this thing. They're just like, screw it. Buy our do other re- game. You can have this for free. Yeah. Do you reckon it's actually a marketing ploy for their other game? I mean, who knows? That's an interesting Because they're all about marketing ploys at this point. So the you know this is a way to get the the haunting of whatever out of early access with a massive player base of people going this is amazing and I got it for I got it so that I could get abandoned for free yeah you know? I mean that's that's going to be it exactly but I don't think anyone really gives a shit anymore to be honest abandoned is just uh, just seem, seemingly screwing people over um, I feel so bad for the people at Blue Box but they're they're just Oh dear, it's so weird. Um, Sean, what do you do? You know anything about the haunting Bloodwater Curse? Um, if I remember rightly, this was like a game that was um, developed by a different studio. So this this is part of the kind of reason why Abandoned was called Abandoned because um, if if the Steam kind of uh, 
like forums was to be believed, there was a developer that was working on a couple of games that they basically just walked away from. And these guys stepped in to finish them and hence abandoned. And that was obviously never going to be the game's name, but they, that was like, it was abandoned. It wasn't like a, a project name. It was just a game that was never going to finish. And um, this other game looks again, it, they are, they are indie devs making horror games. I said this, you know, a long time ago, these guys have been making as many ways as they can. And, you know, see these games all the time, first person horror games, you know, you, you can go and find one new one on the PS5 store every week. And these guys know that and they just made a massive storm about it. And uh, good on them. You know, they, they got a lot of people thinking it was a Kojima game, got a lot of eyes on it. It's pissed a lot of people off, but also there are now going to be people that buy that game that wouldn't have otherwise. So good on them. Yeah. They gamed everybody. Pretty much. There are some uh, outlets that are refusing to cover it now uh, because of the trailer <sighs> disaster. Christ. And there are people like, uh, was it Joseph Scripples? IGN? Could be, might, might be someone else actually. Yeah, they've said, I'm not covering it anymore. It's just a waste of our time. Nothing's happening. So okay, they've uh, but, but ditched the problem, it. The problem is all these, like, this is the same fucking thing that they did to No Man's Sky, where they build it up and build it up and build it up. And like the press were calling it the second covenant of fucking Jesus. And it was like, can you can you not? Can you can you just like all of the evidence was there to say this wasn't a Kojima game? This was just indie deck. Like the Steam like forums were full of the comments from the developers saying we've taken over development of this game. You know, they, all the evidence was there. They just didn't report on any of it, and they were saying how the but the fucking logo of the studio looks like Sony Studios, despite the fact that Blue Box existed before Sony Studios existed. It's a just. Like they're not going to report on it now um, because they got fucking played. Yeah, you That's weren't on problem. our podcast, were you? When we uh, were going through all of the uh, no serious ones, yeah, probably best. But, <laughs> no, but the thing is, I listened to it and I was like, I totally understand why everyone's been taken in because these guys are smart enough to go, like, okay, well, these people are now saying all these rumors. We've suddenly got like ten thousand new followers on a Twitter account. Let's just not say we're not. You know, it's, it's why would you why would you turn down all this free advertising? And it was it's you know, as an indie dev, it's perfect. But then it got so out of hand. I mean, to be fair, that you know they partly did it to themselves. But you know, you can't you can't ignore all of the the evidence that was there to say this was not a new Kojima game. This was not Silent Hill. This was another indie horror game from a guy a group of guys that were just going to make another indie horror game. And you know, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, if people don't want to cover it, I'm going to fucking buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to review it. I'm probably going to give it three out of ten. So, <laughs> <laughs> just that's worthy. Well, um, yeah, okay, go for it, man. <laughs> go for it, man. Go wild in the aisles for uh, abandoned. Was this the was this the whole trailer that was just a man walking across some wood? Yes, that's all we got. And did you know that that man, that man was a, a store-bought asset? Not surprised if he was. Yep. Oh, my. Wow. And, and, and like, like all, all it takes is a bit of, like, do you know when they put that, like, blurry image of a guy with a... a, a the eye patch. Mask? Yeah. Yes. That was a store-bought asset. It's like... <laughs> From Metal Gear, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just, just a little bit of investigation. 
and and these like, all these news that like could these just sort themselves out but you know they got the if everything that they're doing is store-bought assets then you know they haven't shown any of the real game it could be anything <laughs> it, it might not exist exactly it could be absolutely anything at this point uh cat do you want to finish this off I don't know if there's anything more to say. I think uh, what everyone said is is very valid. And I remember us talking about this in, in great detail when we were kind of on the fence, off the fence. And I'll kind of stick to what I said, which is exactly what Sean said today. It's a really clever play. And there are going to be some people who are going to get their titties in a twist about it. And there's also going to be some people who have never heard about or never would hear about this game. And, you know, it's really clever to pretend that you're... PT, but just the sequel, um, and uh, they'll they'll get away with it by saying, "Well, we actually did we did confirm that we weren't them, and you know you can't keep having a go at us." But the thing is, is that when they bring out future games, they're going to be known as you know, ah, oh, there's Blue Box again. All oh, the people that created abandoned, and yeah, that was that was strange, you know. And hopefully, this game does do well, and hopefully, in the yeah. future, they they do well. But it's a good power play, and like Sean was saying, there's a fuckload of other horror games that. You know, are on the on the market, and if you know, if you can't, if you can't be AAA, and you can't be, you know, you haven't got all the money in the world, mm. why not? Why not kind of live up to the hype? Why not rub shoulders and you know tease and play a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's always gonna be that way. They were just like, you know, they they said from the outright, this is not a good game. This yeah. is not out. and yeah, absolutely. And then the people in- are now livid. Well, you can't believe it. Yeah. They always said it. You created this, and I think somebody said that in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It might have been Toby where he said, "Well, you've, you've, you've created this narrative, and now you're mad at your own narrative not coming true." Like yeah. it's you, a very common thing know, that happens. You know, it's like it's 2021. It always happens. People are offended yeah. by themselves. That's internet trolls all over. It's like um, exactly Nintendo hey, fans. Nintendo <laughs> yeah. fans, essentially, yeah. Nintendo Direct Same fans. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it's basically so, it's basically the Marvel thing. At the present moment in time, um, the world is waiting for the new Spider-Man trailer, and we're talking like Spider-Man Three. Apparently, has Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, audio yes. and Spider-Man together. Yeah, no confirmation yet. That's very exciting. But Andrew Garfield's come out and said. No, that isn't that isn't the thing that's happening. And yet everyone's gone, yes, it is. That's yeah, what I mean. it is. And when they watch the film, <laughs> they're gonna give it all shit reviews because they were expecting something that they created in their heads. You know, that's yeah. not that's not what uh an anticipation is. You know, you can't be mad at someone because they didn't take your idea on, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Sean's absolutely right. This is exactly what happens every fucking Nintendo Direct. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, well, obviously Smash is gonna be there, Mario 3, yeah, Bayonetta's gonna be there. True. None of them are there. It's like, oh Nintendo, you suck. It's like Dude, that's your fault. You're the they one finally, that builds it up in your head. <laughs> they finally yeah. got Breath of the Wild too. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. I was say that. Actually, I was... finally got that now. Yeah, and we I can't mean... keep shouting about Elden Ring every time because that's um, not on Nintendo <laughs> Direct, but on every other one. Do you know what we can keep shouting about? Yeah, Gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew where that was going. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Because that's not an error if we're not making up on our own. That's just pure ig- ignorance of us. You know, not... pure ignorance of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gorilla. Yeah. The stupid yeah. game that we'll all pay £70 for when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably going to be more, isn't it? And I'll still bloody play it. I pay of course. It. Absolutely. And play it. But yeah. Right. Well, let's get into um, probably the biggest story of the week, which was um, Among Us appearing in Fortnite, but not in the way that everyone thought it was going to be. Uh, there was rumors of a collaboration. That now has not happened. There's a new mode in Fortnite called Fortnite Imposters, which um, I've actually been playing for the last week or so, and I'm finding it a lot of fun. But it strikes a very similar resemblance to Among Us. Chiefly, um, you're all in this giant building, and two of you 
are killers and you have to figure out who are the killers whilst doing tasks around the building. Yes, it all sounds very much like Among Us and Among Us are like, we had nothing to do with this, but it still very much looks like they ripped off Among Us. Or have they? Because my question to you guys is, can you copyright a genre? Do Among Us own what Among Us is? Or are Epic Games free to do this without it looking too much like Among Us, even though it's basically Among Us? Uh, Sean Davies. Okay. I am torn on this because when Among Us came out, um, Among Us isn't entirely original itself. It's based on a, a party game called Mafia or Werewolf. And there, there's a version of this game that exists in VR on PSVR called Werewolves Within that Ubisoft published. Um, it's a similar style of game, basically, where there is someone that you have to figure out is the bad guy. Now, you know, Among Us took this concept and they developed it further and they iterated upon it and created uh, probably the biggest gaming sensation of the year. And they they have they have a right to feel pissed off that Fortnite have copied them. Because if you look at the way that Epic have gone about this, the map is shockingly similar to so one of the maps looks exactly like an Among Us map. Not in terms of like visuals, because obviously in, in Among Us you have you know the top-down space station, whereas in, yeah. in Fortnite you have, but the structure of itself is is like shockingly similar. Now I don't I don't think you should be able to copyright a genre because if you can copyright a genre, if you could say that no other game could be created like this, then you don't have genres, you just have games. You know, and if you don't have clones and copies you don't have genres you know like street fighter 2 basically inspired an entire generation of 2d fighters and they were all trying to clone you know street fighter 2 you can't copyright the genre but you can be pissed off when people don't iterate and improve because if you look at when um player unknown's battleground came out and they started to do battle royale you know i don't think they were i, I don't even know if they were the first but they were the first big game to include Battle Royale. Fortnite at the time was a fort defense game where you built up stuff and you fought off zombies at night in the save the world mode, as it's known now. And they decided to do Battle Royale. The way that they did it was different. You could completely, you can clearly delineate between Fortnite Battle Royale and Player Unknown's background. They've both got a very different tone and different strengths and weaknesses. You know, this crafting and Fortnite, there isn't in player player unknown's battleground. The problem for me is that Fortnite, sorry, Epic have not iterated for the imposter mode. They've just copied. And I've played the imposter mode and I think it's shit compared to Among Us. I just don't think it's a shade of what the original game is based on. I don't think it's anywhere near as good or as interesting. And it feels to me like a clone rather than iteration. It feels like they've they've just copied someone else's homework and not try to change it enough. Which, you know, it, it's, it's been done to, you know, every successful game finds themselves being clones. You know, Threes ended up with something like 15 different versions on iPhone and Android. It's, it's just the way of gaming. If you get something successful, someone else wants a piece of the pie. The problem for me is Epic did not need a piece of this pie. They, they had Fortnite Battle Royale, the highest grossing game of the last three years 
they did not need a piece of a mongoose's pie. And that that's why I think it's it's morally questionable about what Epic have done. I don't like what they've done. I don't like the game because I think it's poor, and I think it's I think it's shitty that they have um, taken and and you know it, the the developers of Among Us are not a massive developer. They've not like completely changed mm-hmm. the, the the way that they develop because of the success. They've stayed as a small team and they've not tried to crunch and but they've tried to pr- provide better content and new maps at the pace mm-hmm. that they feel comfortable. Epic did not need to come in on this. They make enough money. Yes. And the fact that they, they've done it in such a shameless way is what makes me feel shitty about it. Like, I don't want to play Fortnite imposters. I don't want my kids playing it because I just feel like you've got Among Us. It's so much fucking better. Play that. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right in terms of the homework thing. That's what it feels like. It feels like Epic have looked over their shoulder whilst doing an exam or something. Yeah. And gone. Right, okay, I'll take that, take that, take that, and I'll put my name at the top and we'll leave it there. Um, that's what it feels like. I mean, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm having fun with imposters. It's not, it's a, it's a harmless game mode, but it's, uh, it is so obviously, <laughs> so obviously among us that there's yeah. not enough in it that makes it unique. And you're absolutely right on that I, front. I, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen anything in it that is unique. You know, it's just a different perspective on the genre. And I, yeah. It, it, it was, uh, Gnosia, sorry, Gnosia, sorry. That was a game that took the Among Us um, style of play and made it single player. And that was like, right. okay, I, I can see that they're that these two came out round about the same time. They had the same idea, but it, and if you were to play them side by side, you'd be like, okay, right, like fair enough. There's a bit of a narrative in this one, but it, it, it's it feels like they've copied each other's homework. But it's an iteration. They're different. Mm. Whereas Fortnite, it doesn't. It just feels like a shameless cash-in on a mode that that exists. I, and I, I, I wish yeah, I, I mean, would just fucking stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think if you'd never played Among Us, but you were introduced to this concept through Fortnite imposters, I think you could go into Among Us and know what you're doing. That's how yeah. unique it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just a different yeah. camera angle. It's essentially the same game. Yeah, I think um, the only other thing is where, like, where you turn into Peely for like so many seconds, but that's not so much like a unique. It's just it's been in Among Us for for quite a while now that YouTubers have been using for ages. It's yeah, it's not like a unique aspect. It's just mm. so I I, I, I feel God. Well, oh, sorry. I thought the um, the tasks going down, like um, the tasks or the. Uh... Yeah, things you could do, you would go down for like 30 seconds if you'd be able to run around and turn off uh, these extra buttons to bring them back on again. Uh, but no, that's in Among Us as well. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played Among Us, really. I don't I don't have a console that it's on. So <laughs> I haven't really it's, played it, but... It's it's going to be shitty. I mean, it, it's fine on mobile, which is the, you know one of those things that like, mm. it doesn't matter what platform you play Among Us on, it's as good. And it, I, I do feel like part... Part of this is the fact that Epic have done this before Among Us comes out on PlayStation because yeah. Fortnite is biggest on PlayStation and there are a lot of people waiting for Among Us on PlayStation. You know, Fortnite is, it's dominated PlayStation as a platform and it feels like it's just taken all the wind out of sail for Among Us on PS5 and PS4. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucked them up and I feel sorry for the developers. 
Yeah, it should. I guess it should be stressed. It is a limited time mode, so at the end of this season, it's going to disappear. And it'll just, it, it maybe it'll come back again someday. It, yeah, there's there's no chance that um, I'm, I, they're not going to make it limited. It's just the mm. way they are. You know, they it'll be back. It will have new maps, and they'll look exactly like other Among Us maps. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, <probably laughs> it'll right. be just different structure copied again. Yeah. Um, Cap, do you think Among Us have a uh, have a, a case here? Do you think that um, there's... You yeah. probably haven't played, played Imposters, but... So, no, yeah. I haven't played Imposters, but I did do some research today. I did have a look at the gameplay, and actually a lot of what Sean's points that he brought today are very similar points to I have. And um, I think that there's a difference between... And there is a difference. There's a difference between stealing and plagiarism and being inspired and um like you mentioned there ross if you can play among us without ever having played among us but you've played imposters that's stealing that that's not that's not inspiration um and like sean was saying you know you've got a uh, one night in werewolves which is a card game and an app game you've got mafia which is you know a kids game and you know has been made into totally different um uh kind of variations do among Us own the genre of kind of like PvP kind of no no they don't um, but have Fortnite completely ripped off Among Us yes it's like the Aldi version of Among Us and there was no need for Fortnite to do it uh, Fortnite is what was it what does someone say like best selling game of all time or best play or most played game in the last like 50 20 billion years um, and they didn't need to do it um, I do think they have a case, but I think they need to be careful of what case they're bringing. Because if they're bringing a case of actually this is our genre, they ain't got a to stand on because it isn't their genre. And like Sean was saying, you know, if you if one place owns a genre, well then you've got no that's not a genre. That's just that's just a series of games. Um, you you need to be able to kind of build and, and make and uh, you know expand on those genres, and that's that's why you have, like you said, fighting games, you know, and then you have Mortal Kombat from Street Fighter and you have, you know, open world games. So you have like, you know, Link to Horizon, whatever you want to say. But it's it's like music. If you take music, for example, this is something that is found every single day in music, is that people take samples of really popular songs and they put them in. But that's inspiration. And sometimes it does cross the line to stealing. Um, there have been many really famous artists that have been sued because um, they've called it inspiration and actually it's kind of stealing and there are laws on that. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know, a, a proper lawyer could say, actually, yeah, there, there are laws that, that kind of stand here too, you know. Eventually, you know, there's, there's a difference between, you know, oh, that's a cool game. I want to make something like that. And then there's, then there's, oh, that's a cool game. Let's take every element, just make it a little bit different and pretend that we had no idea. There's no way they didn't sit in a boardroom and go, fuck, this is really like Among Us, but don't worry, we're Fortnite, so. And I think the reason they've made it time limited is cheeky because like Sean was saying, they'll never make it time limited. It's just that they know that they were going to get some heat on this and they knew that, they were anticipating the heat. And so I think they've made it time limited to say, oh, because if the heat's really bad, they can say, oh, well, it was always time limited, we'll never come back again. But if it's not that bad, they'll bring it back. They'll bring it back with each season with a different variation. But when I watched the gameplay today, crikey, is it not similar to Among Us? Like, without even really, you know, I could have looked at that and not seen that Among Us were kicking up a fuss. And I would think, well, that's just Among Us from a different angle. You know, Among Us has top down, it has like the little kind of Pac-Man-y looking dudes, the ghosts. And, you know, these are people who are running around at a space-like lab. Come on now. Uh, um you know and there's a jackbox game that's very similar but 
it doesn't it doesn't feel like among us yes it's it's in space and you have to get the aliens but it's so different um it's called push the button and i think it's on jackbox seven and i always say like oh it's a little bit like among us but not really but you have two imposters kind of two kind of aliens and the rest are and you have to figure it out and you get hand devices and you can ask questions and you can hack the answers of other players if you're aliens like that's a dynamic that's completely different it doesn't feel like among us Whereas I looked, I think I watched about 45 seconds of um, the Fortnite thing to begin with before I started eating my dinner and thought, this is ridiculous. That they literally, you might as well, if they'd have teamed up with Among Us, you would have thought they were doing the same map. Um, Just a busier, cluttered version. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, Fortnite are known for their collaborations. I mean, you know, you tell it when I drop into the Slack and like, hey, I'm Kratos today. Hey, I'm Aloy today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Why not go to Among Us and go? Should we collaborate on a mode? Yeah, and, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, it that is a weird, a weird part. Absolutely, of it. and and Fortnite's successful, so I don't understand why they've needed to do it. And I, you know, I do see the appeal of oh well, Among Us isn't on PlayStation yet, but I know it's coming to PlayStation. I just think it's cheap. It's a cheap move from Fortnite, considering that Fortnite's so successful. I just, yeah. I just don't really understand because it's like. That's just flat out stealing. It's flat out plagiarism. It's not even inspiration anymore. It's just like, no, you made Among Us, but with people. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a space game. You didn't even put it in a forest. You didn't even put it in a school, or you didn't even put it in, um, I don't know, a car park. You put it in a space <laughs> machine with what what looks like the exact same map. And you go up and you do different things with different elements. You don't do that in the push the button game. You don't do that in werewolves. You don't do that in mafia. Yeah, you have different tasks. You don't physically go and pretend to do tasks like you do in Among Us, but you're doing imposters. Yeah. So just, yeah, I think this is, you know, if this was music, this would be shut down very quickly um because it's huge in music this kind of inspiration sampling versus flat out stealing and in game world i think this is a a good example of just flat out stealing um yeah i mean that's that's what it feels like right it's yeah it does it really does feel like the homework like a cluttery and it feels like they weren't smart enough to make it better they've taken all the elements (laughs) of among us and they've not they've not really added anything to it. They've not really been like, yeah, but we've got this super cool thing that Among Us doesn't and it's really game-breaking. You could play one or the other. It don't matter. And I think that's that's the difference, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I always look at Homeland and 24. And if you look at Homeland, Homeland to me is like, they watched 24 and they didn't like some aspects of it and they read all the bad reviews and they thought, well, we'll just do 24 and we'll just take all the bad stuff out. And that's how I feel like Homeland and 24 were made. I won't watch Homeland because of my deep, deep love for Kiefer Sutherland. But this is kind of like that in terms of like, oh, we, we really like Among Us, um, but we're just not going to change it. We'll just do the exact same thing, but maybe we'll change an angle and hopefully no one will notice. They haven't added, you know. You won't like watch a- Homeland because of some loyalty to Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I'm getting <laughs> so silly. But I think I watched like three episodes and I was like, this is 24. This is, what is this? What, what is this? <laughs> ah, brilliant. Um, oh dear. So that's my, it's my age old little secret there. Um, but that's what I'm kind of saying. It's like, you couldn't say to films, oh, well, you know, um, The Martian owns space films or Armageddon owns space films. That's it, tough days. But if, if there was a pretty pretty kind of hefty sequel that that did or didn't you know someone looked exactly like Liv Tyler and someone looked exactly like Ben Affleck and then someone looked exactly like Bruce Willis but they all just you know looked different but it was the same element same film you know almost scene by scene that that film would be laughed at so 
why isn't it the same for games? I think they've ripped off and they've done something really silly and I think they've made it time limited to try and cover their asses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Poor Homeland. Homeland's really good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I will watch it one day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 14-year-old me is still like, no, they ripped off 24. <laughs> uh, uh, Toby, what did you make of all this madness? I like the analogy of Armageddon there because there's another film called Deep Impact that came out almost yeah. the same time with Pretty the same, same storyline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Comet's going to hit Earth and we've got to destroy it and all that stuff. Yeah, everything was in it. It was kind of the same movie. So um, not the best example. <laughs> Crucially, though, it didn't have I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith as yeah. a soundtrack. Yeah, you that's know what true. I mean? That's what made it a winner. Absolutely. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add. I'll, I'll keep it brief. So... Um, I don't see why there's any surprise whatsoever that a cash-in king like Fortnite or Epic would not just cash in on another genre. So they, like Sean said, they literally just stole Battle Royale right off of PUBG and made it slightly different, just the tiniest bit different, add a bit of crafting or keep the crafting they already had. Um, But basically, yeah, we're going to make ourselves into a Battle Royale. Then now Among, Among Us comes along. Oh, that's doing well. That would fit in nicely on this. We'll do that too. They are literally, their entire fortune is based on cashing in on someone else's idea. So the, the idea that they wouldn't then cash in on someone else's idea again, oh, they would, and they'll do it again, probably in the future as well. It's not about who does it first or who get, gets the idea first. It's who does it biggest and best. Do you know what I mean? And who does it with the most players and all that kind of stuff if it if imposters got bigger than among us they'll keep it they'll keep it forever they'll keep it as long as fortnite goes on you know it's um it's just it's just epic all over really it's um it's not surprising in that respect the only other thing i'd say is that um we did talk about this before but um you can patent certain bits of video games you can't patent or copyright a genre but you can patent the nemesis system if you're warner brothers can't you and but um would have a very very difficult time trying to um make that stand up in court because that was already built on the shoulders of other things wasn't it so absolutely and this is this is pretty much where i'm going with the point is that the games evolve you know genres evolve games evolve if there weren't 13 different iterations or copies or whatever you want to call it of every shooter or of every open world or of every roguelite or souls like or whatever every single time then the genres would stagnate and you wouldn't have the competition you wouldn't have the you know you'd have too many monopolies you'd have non non-competitive sort of uh, world within video gaming and so i actually think it's a it's a good thing in some respects it's not a good thing in this example because it's just a massive massive player just shitting on someone else but in general the idea of imitation and continuing to evolve and making your own versions of things you know what what is uh, ghost of tsushima if not the absolute you know pinnacle of all sorts of stolen open world ideas you know it steals so so many but it doesn't matter it's made them beautiful it's made them amazing it's um if that's what if that's what Fortnite had done, you know, if they'd made, if they'd taken Among Us and they'd added all this stuff, like you say, or they'd made it beautiful, or they'd done some other thing that just made it, oh, that's Among Us, but just so much better. Do you know what I mean? It's like this particular thing you can add to it to make it even better. We wouldn't have had the same argument at all. 
and I'll I'll leave it there. I think the best thing, the next thing they'll probably do is steal some other mode from something else. You know, I don't I don't know what other modes there are in Fortnite right now, but you know, have they stolen asymmetrical shooters yet? Dead by Daylight or Evolve? <laughs> you know, that'll be the next thing. Um, well, they have um, they have community created uh, yeah. modes, which you know have ripped off things stolen everything have, probably under the including sun, yeah. Among Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they had they they had a community based Among Us version um, a little while back, and then. Epic must have gone. We can do that better. So, they am can. I right, uh, Sean, in thinking that the Among Us devs were actually in talks with Epic? Um, there was like rumors about it happening, but um, the tweets and stuff from the Among Us devs looked like they were pretty surprised that this thing happened. Yeah, um, like they were in the early early parts of talks, and then this this has just completely overtaken anything that was happening. Uh, well, I mean, one of the first tweets from one of the developers that was on, they, they were like, I mean, we could have collaborated, guys. That yeah. was the first tweet from, like, maybe it was happening, maybe it wasn't. I, I heard there were some, anyway. It's, that is, yeah. I mean, if they were in talks, that is shitty. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. And again, not surprising. Well, the next step, they could buy Innersloth, and then, then Among Us could be there again. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not impossible, is it? It's epic, you know? No. I mean, can you imagine them wanting to sell now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not going to, but I mean, epic, they, they... epic show them enough dollar. You never know. I mean, the, the thing is that it's really inspiring as a developer, the Innisloth guys are, that, that you know, they, they managed to get a hit years after they released the game and they didn't go nuts with it and try and capitalize on it. They just kept the momentum going. Yeah. You know, they didn't staff up to become a 300-person studio like um, Cyanix did for Rocket League. You know, it was just, they just carried on plodding along and they're a small team. They're an indie dev that managed to get a, a, the smash hit that challenged Fortnite. Yeah. And, and this is the way that Epic played it. Have you, have you ever heard of The Asylum, the filmmakers? No. They, they did Sharknado and stuff uh, like that. Oh, okay. So before they they hit gold with Sharknado, <laughs> hit gold. Hit gold. <laughs> <laughs> they they um they used to do like B movie ripoffs, um like Atlantic Rim, and nice. um basically all they did was like take a popular film and copy them and changed it slightly. And this this is if you ever get a chance, watch these films because they are fucking terrible, but also hilarious because they're so bad. Um, but also this feels like what Epic have done. Just they, they've made an asylum version of Among Us. <laughs> so, Imposters is Sharknado, essentially. Yes. <laughs> nice. Or fi- is it Five Headed Shark Attack? Is their latest one? Oh, they, they made they, they made a film called Avengers Grimm, which is both the Brothers Grimm and the Avengers because they were both popular at the time. <laughs> Man, I love that. It's for oh. when it's for when you send like your kid and you want the DVD of whatever that film is. And you send your gran off to buy it for you. And she comes back with Atlantic Rim, and you're like, "No, no, Gran, that's not the that's not the right film." <laughs> yeah, I, I asked my mum for um, Fifty First State, and I ended up oh dear, with, and you got Fifty Shades of Grey. I you got, got 50, Fifty First, first Dates. Yeah. Fifty First Dates. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, mum. <laughs> anyway, well, there was um, when Frozen landed on DVD. There was one that came out called The Snow Queen. <laughs> Which was which was had a big, nice, shiny blue cover with a with a blonde and blue-haired girl on the front, and it's yeah, it's so easy for people to just go, well, that's frozen, let's do it. Yeah, it's to it's to confuse 
um, middle-aged or older buyers <laughs> you yeah. don't read it properly <laughs> yeah uh, right then man we are pushing on but let's get into our favorite things and this week we are giving our favorite game accessory uh, let's try to power through this one so we can get to the recommendations and then get the hell out of here uh, Toby you want to go first with your favorite game accessory so I wasn't really sure where to go with this one um, I have never uh, the more I looked into it the more I just found things that were terrible game accessories um and the ones I seem to remember are the ones that failed terribly like the virtual boy or the or the you know power glove sort of you know controllers and things like that um if I actually go for things that I always found really fun it would have to be things like light guns so when you had like the first versions of like time crisis and stuff that you could play at home that that was awesome having a gun that you could shoot at the screen it's kind of always been my favorite accessory when you, you know, there's, you have like PlayStation move controllers and things like that now, but actually having a physical, the physical sort of proper weighted gun in your hand, or although, although they're always very plasticky and not very well weighted, but that was, it felt right when you were a kid, at least. Um, I always found those to be the most fun. Um, so anything where you could recreate that arcade experience of, uh, of shooting the screen, shooting off the screen to reload, shoot, go back, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I kind of love those things. Um, and mm. a tiny shout out to the Square Enix um, pocket station that they made. Oh, no, not Square Enix. So sorry, Sony, rather. I'm thinking of what the, the one game I ever knew that used it, which is um, a Final Fantasy that had a little tiny little like, Tamagotchi that you could raise on this thing. Um, but they were never available in the UK, and I really wanted one. It was like a oh. tiny, tiny PlayStation Tamagotchi back in the days of the PS1. We'll get you one. Oh, they're probably worth a lot now. Probably, probably won't, but we'll try, maybe. Cat, uh, your game accessory. Um, so I agree with um, Toby. I do have an extra shout out, though. So those guns, I used to own uh, Point Blank on PS1, and they used to come with like a, a pink gun and a blue gun, and they were just awesome. I was like six years old, thinking that I was Tomb Raider, just loving life, thought I was hard ass, and I was six. Um, but as I grew up, this also was a really difficult one. But I would have to say, growing up, other than kind of like guns and guns that you can kind of shoot the TV with, I'd have to say the Wii Fit. I got so much fun out of the Wii Fit, and it sounds really ridiculous because I'm I I hate the gym. I hate it. I don't like exercising. It's so boring. The only exercise I do is running from wasps. And um, but I loved the Wii Fit, and it was just really fun, and it was really like I always thought I was going to break it, but I wasn't that heavy as a kid. <laughs> but when you stood on it, it just loads of games, and yeah. So the Wii Fit, that's that's probably my favorite because hmm. it's hard to think of others but i do remember that being like a and the wheel the wheel that came with the wii fit as well that you could do for kind of mario karts bang it oh uh, yeah yeah have you got uh, the ring the ring fit the latest one i don't i don't i was gonna get it but um hmm. oh i'm super lazy and i like to eat so <laughs> all right didn't get it <laughs> no, that's fair no, i'll get it i get it completely uh man the wii has some accessories isn't it jesus christ so many Working in CEX, I mean, we just got plastic tennis rackets and plastic golf clubs. and Yeah, they really went ham on the accessories. Oh, sorts of shit. Good Lord. Uh, Sean, your favourite game accessory? Uh, quick shout out to the light gun that came with the Die Hard trilogy. Yes. I don't know. I can't remember what version it was. Just that light gun was the fucking nuts. Um, but my actual favourite peripheral, like fam- famous, like, sorry, favourite accessory is the Wonderbook. So this is like Sony's failed experiment at an interactive book. And I 
they gave up on it far too soon for my liking because I fucking loved this thing. I thought it was genuinely a brilliant uh, creation. All of the games that I played on it, I think I reviewed a couple of them for whatever website we were writing for at the time, like Dick's Nightcrawler, where you got this little um, interactive storybook where you turn the pages and you've, you've got this little crime-solving animal that you know you're going through this this adventure page by page. Each one's different, like a, a magical pop-up book. And you know, obviously, that's dependent on the the PlayStation, I think it was three's camera and the PS Move. But like back when it was cool to like Harry Potter, the Book of Potions and the Book of Spells Wonder Books were brilliant. I really enjoyed them, and still do. Um, and I've still got a PS3 and both of those games and a Wonder Book, but I I can't put like my PS3 disc drive broke broke. That's the only reason I was keeping my PS3 and I can't even play it anymore. Uh. Like genuinely loved the wonder book and i just wish that it, obviously it's going to go down in history as one of the failures but genuinely one of my favorite peripherals accessory yeah, style it was, it was great i think paul was a big fan of the wonder book as well if i remember rightly it's, it was like i don't i never understood like every time it was like e3 time they were talking about wonder book everyone was like oh and i'm like can you not see how fucking great this could be yeah like as I'm like okay fair enough they pushed it towards kids but like you can have like adult fiction books you know, with like pop-up books. Yeah. You basically visual awesome. novels with a fucking book in front of you. Never made any sense why it was canned so quickly. Anyway, sorry. What's your favorite peripheral <laughs> accessory style thing, Ross? Oh man. We need to do a whole podcast on your uh, themes on the Wonder Book, I think. Yeah, we could. I mean yeah. let's not do it now, but <laughs> no, no, not now. Yeah. One day. One day. One day. One day. Um I mean mine is the guitar from Guitar Hero. I mean, I think as it evolved, uh, particularly the Guitar Hero Three guitar was just it was just a, a masterwork, and you know that that whole genre was just absolutely wild. What a time for music games! I mean, we had like Guitar Hero, even Rock Band is just as good, if not better, um, with, with with the drums and that little weird fucking keyboard thing. Uh, I mean, DJ Hero. I mean, the the DJ decks were amazing. I absolutely love DJ Hero. I played it about four times and never played it again, but. As a concept, it was really good, but yeah, I mean, nothing beats the guitar from Guitar Hero. I mean, that was just millions and millions of people went absolutely bonkers for them, and it became so popular that you know it ate itself alive. And again, working to see, yeah, because I remember I just we had absolutely mountains of the fucking things in the back, and I think it just proves its popularity. You know, there was just so so many great songs on Guitar Hero that was just such a pleasure to play. And the way that the Guitar Hero 3 guitar felt, it felt hardcore. If you, it was the first time that I really felt like a proper rock star, kind of in front of, in front of, in front of a video game. I mean, I play guitar, but it doesn't mean that I'm any good at Guitar Hero because I'm just, I'm really not. It's a very different discipline. And it's, yeah, getting good at it. I remember playing, uh, what was it? Famous Last Words by My Chemical Romance. And nailing that was a, uh, a triumph of my life, actually. Probably top 10. Be honest, but it was wasn't this my um my choice for favorite controller? Yeah, I think it was a few weeks back. Yeah, so I absolutely agree with you. Fantastic. No, no, I'm just saying, perfectly a a brilliant choice because I love them. Yeah, yeah, they were still got one. Um, yeah, I never played Guitar Hero Live, uh, the more recent one, but mm, I don't think it's a fib. That's a fib. Oh, no, right, I did. You you played it once. I did. I, I I played it once with Sean at EGX, 
And I stand testament that that is the only game I have ever beaten Sean at. was <laughs> Guitar Hero Live at Fucking EGX. thrashed me. Thrashed oh. me. I had oh. no clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I will hold my hands up and say, Ross beat me at Guitar Hero Live. I did. Um, but, and um, yeah. Didn't my, sound my, my headphones weren't working and my controller yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was, yeah. That was the problem. <laughs> it was such such a weird, weird coincidence that both things are broken at the exact same time. Exactly. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I but really yeah, think yeah. they should re-release like a controller and a new version of Guitar Hero. It would be such a fantastic remake. I'd buy it in a second. Yeah. A little remake. A new list of songs, I reckon. But yeah. Yeah. So was good. It, was it Aerosmith who made who who made m- more money from the sale of Guitar Hero or Rock Band, I can't remember which one it was, um, than they actually did from one of their album sales. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Like they got ro- more royalties from that than they did from an album, which I think is just like, <laughs> that is a t- like if if that is the way that they could bring it back and have like exclusive tracks from artists. And, yeah, like a whole album that just doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, that that would sell like like hotcakes. And no, no one's going to do it, but... If you mm. were to say, okay, this has got a song from Green Day, a song from Foo Fighters, you know, a song from Blink-182, and you know, like one from Metallica, and they've never been here before, this is the only place you'll hear them. Yeah, it completely exclusive style. tracks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. There you go. Every one of Activision Studios are working on COD now, so that's that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, never mind. Uh, right then, let's go into our recommendations for the week. This is where we've seen something throughout the week and we want to share it with you, our lovely audience, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, a comic book, a teddy bear, a chair, or a door. Let's go through them this week. Uh, Toby, what is your recommendation for the week? Uh, so I briefly mentioned it at the beginning. Um, so the Road 96 soundtrack on its own uh, is a thing to behold. It's been on repeat uh, on my Spotify playlist for a number of days now. It's just fantastic. It's like a new retro wave, va- vapor wave soundtrack that pretty much they use a, an artist per character most of the way through the game, which is quite clever. So if you're dealing with the two criminal sort of types, then uh, you know you get lots of um, Volcor, Volcor X tracks. And if you're dealing with like the, the main girl who's on the run, then you get lots of um, Toxic Avenger tracks in the game. And then see the soundtrack itself is just all of these together in, in a wonderful playlist. I absolutely love it. It's um, it's very French as well. I think the makers of the of Road 96 are a, a French team. And so the, the people they've tapped on the shoulder to come and be part of it do have a little bit of a French flair to it. So if you like a bit of Daft Punk, then this is like the new retro wave sort of vaporwave version of a bit of a bit of a French, you know, electro vibe, um, which is a very cool thing. And um, yeah, I'd really go for it. The the Toxic Avenger stuff is fantastic. He's done a number of things on was it Fury? He did a few tracks on Fury. Um, so if you like any of that sort of stuff, Danger, you know, from the from the Haven soundtrack that I was banging on about uh, at the end of last year, um, it's that kind of a thing, and uh, you will enjoy it. Sweet. Yep. Uh, I've been listening to it myself. It's wonderful. That, cool. um, that first track is... Uh, the fir- the first track is fucking dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Kat, your recommendation for the week? Uh, my recommendation is a bit strange, actually. Um, so, I, for my for Christmas last year, I got the Razer um, headset, the very kind of very flashy, kind of 
ones that you see on Twitch, um, except I got it in pink and I fucking hate pink. But we move. It was a very nice gift. And so I thought, how can I make it more? I really, really wanted the ones with the cat ears. I'm called Cat. It's almost a crime that don't have the cat ear headphones. Now, what I didn't know up until yesterday was, and I know this must seem really obvious, but I just thought that, you know, they were just made like with the cat ears because there are ones, there are razor ones, there are other ones that are kind of got the cat LED ones. Well, razor themselves have made add-on catters for $19.99 on Amazon. You can oh my bet God. your ass I'm going to stick them onto my head. So yeah, so so that's my recommendation of the week. I'm really excited. They are pink as well, but you know, it, they match, so it looks like a one headset, so I'm really excited for that. The LED, they light up. What what else is there to really know, you know? Oh my God, we need I'm you as really we need excited. you we need you to be a Twitch streamer, cat. I know. I told you I'll be there. I'll be there as soon as you want me to. Oh. Just not this week. <laughs> but <laughs> as soon as you want me to. And then once I've moved house and you know come back from Wales, I'll, I'll be there. Oh with my, with my pink. I'm gonna order them. I'm gonna order them on Friday. I'm, I'm done. Like they're, they're on order. They're, well, they're in my wish list. And then payday. That's it. They're coming. They're coming to my house. Oh god. We need Come a picture here. in the Slack. Will do. Will do. Absolutely. I'm uh, so excited. Oh man. Oh the man. Hype, the hype Gotta is real. Real. The hype is real. Yo. Watch out, watch out Twitch. I got my cat ears. Yeah. Caddy. Yeah. Twitch. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, your recommendation for the week. Please tell me it's cat ears. It's not cat ears now. Oh. Um, unfortunately. Um, my recommendation is uh, Green Acres Holiday Park in Wales. It's great. <laughs> Love it. Cool. It was it was fun. You know, there was it's right next to a beach, right next to Block Rock Sands. If you've got five kids, take them along. <laughs> and, uh, genuinely, right? One of the best holidays I've ever had. And um like we we it was you know a reasonably priced holiday for a pretty ginormous caravan. It's got good entertainment. All the fucking COVID stuff was brilliant. So like all the entertainment was spaced out. Um, you could walk into like daily shows. You went to <laughs> you went to a bug show called what was it called Bug Life or something like that. Ended up so a load of other parents got dragged up alongside me, and I was the food that was eaten by a scorpion. Um, and they all like had rubber arms and had to make doses and stuff. It was good shit. This holiday park was well, uh, well done for the COVID times. Uh, the entertainment was all like booked out in sessions, so you had to go and book yourself in. So there was no scatty fucking COVID deniers in there coughing up the storm. Um, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love just, that. It was it was great. You know, there's like it, it was genuinely like uh, a really fucking great atmosphere on the park and everyone was like you know Wales was still under some kind of restrictions and just just like okay so I com- I completely forgot so you could walk through like the main park without a mask on and I completely forgot about it I woke up one morning just fucking so tired uh, and slightly hungover so I walked into the shop not wearing a mask and one of the holiday guys came up to me and says do you have a mask not put your fucking mask on your dipshit he was like so nice about it and i was like you know what you could have fucking really gone off on me and told me i'm a dickhead but you didn't you were dead nice and good on your haven guy i mean he followed me around for a lot of the weekend um uh, an entertainer he was very very nice chap very Mm. very into me i think (laughs) (laughs) um we are very nice by our nature yes um and uh it was just it's just a great weekend green acres um, we, I mean, while we were there, we booked another two holidays with Haven. That's how impressed we were. So, um, yeah, 
Um, you're not going back into entertainment, are you, Ross? I'm just thinking. No, no, I'm a, <laughs> I'm an old man now. I can't be doing such things anymore. Well, um, I saw some older men at Green Acres. So. Yeah, some people don't know when to stop. I, <laughs> I had a feeling. I was, I got to thirty, and I was in Wales, actually, in, in West Wales, at my last, my final holiday park, and I woke up one morning, and I was like. I've got to, I've got to go do kids club and I've got to like set up the kids games and stuff and do drawing with them and arts and crafts and things. I was like, I'm getting too old for this shit, man. <laughs> and I was 30 and I was like, this is a young man's game. And so, uh, yeah, uh, can, from there, I was like, no. can I just say that this, that's what like being a parent's like, just wake up in the morning going, we've got to do the fucking arts and crafts bollocks with them now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, you signed up for that though. And I got paid for it. So I guess that was a difference there. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to do that stuff for free. No. No, but yeah, um, I get calls every year. It's like, oh hey man, do you want to do a season here or a season there? It's like, no, I've just had back surgery. What use am I gonna be for an entertainment team? You know? Well, you, you could be like a really cool, like wheelchair bound entertainer. <laughs> I couldn't do any of the party dances. I couldn't do any it could of the be a living activities. version of the Operation game. <laughs> you just um, lie back and they like, put, they put the things on you and it buzzes. And that's the byline for the podcast. <laughs> just put a couple of dog biscuits on him. And a couple of <laughs> <laughs> dog bone shapes for dog biscuits. You've got it's to close your eyes. Rocks. If you feel them taking them away, you, you, you just go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think those uh, those days are behind me. Had a wonderful time from from eighteen to thirty, and I was done. But uh, no. and also, I'd never work for Haven because they're ritual scumbags. Are they? Yeah, but it's it's another podcast. We'll do it another day. The Anti Haven well, okay, Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I very quickly. I know a friend of mine used, uh, used to go to auditions and stuff like like we all had to do when we when we started out. And um, a couple of my friends went to went to a Haven audition, and there was like Haven entertainers as the like the judges, if you like. And um, they would be singing, and uh, yeah, the Haven entertainers would be uh, holding up clipboards, like laughing at each other and laughing at each other's laughing at CVs that came in and stuff. And yeah, just not a nice place. Very toxic. No, no. I just want to put this forward. I was told to do that in a job interview once, as in to make somebody feel uncomfortable uh, as, like, as as part of the job interview. It's such a horrible thing. No, I know, I know. Like, so we were told, like, we all had, everyone had to, who came in, had to do a presentation, and one of us had to act uninterested, and the other one had to start to talk. And it was like a, how do you deal with that in a presentation situation? Can they, can the person being interviewed get the opportunity to turn you around? Yes. Right. So you're not the whole time just going, like, no matter what they do, you won't be interested. Okay. Oh no! I mean, you know, to be fair, I wasn't fucking interested anyway. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't want me in a job interview? Okay. If you're not uh, me, I'm not hiring you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> fair. Okay. Yep. Okay. I won't. Uh, next time I'm in Stoke looking for a job at hospital, I won't make sure, make sure you're not there. Thank okay. God. Okay. Deal. Uh, what's mine? Uh, mine is a film called Freaky, which I watched this week and absolutely adored. If you can imagine uh, Freaky Friday mixed with Friday the 13th, Freaky Friday the 13th, uh, this is what this film is. It's a body swap horror comedy uh, starring Vince Vaughn, who plays a mass serial killer who went goes to kill a young teenage girl 
with a cursed knife and they swap bodies for 24 hours. And Vince Vaughn just essentially plays this teenage girl for the majority of the film. But a teenage girl who was like, you know, a typical American teenage girl becomes a serial killer. And it's a very, very fun movie. I highly recommend checking it out. I've watched it a couple of times now because I just just couldn't get enough of it. I thought it was really great. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. Catherine Newton plays the teenage girl. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's from Bloomhouse. So if you are a fan of things like Happy Death Day, it's got that same kind of vibe to it. But yeah, Freaky is a very entertaining film. And one I highly recommend you seek out. That, that was one of my recommendations like five five weeks ago when you were on holiday. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I was like, hang on a minute. I know, I was just like, I, I had like deja vu for a second. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> and the guitar here, are you a uh, controller? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm nothing if not original. <laughs> Yeah, but, agree. Good film. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Okay. Okay. So, well, yeah, I agree, Sean. It's a great movie. <laughs> Go check it out. Uh, I think it's available to rent in places. Um, so, yeah, worth watching. Uh, right then, Toby, what games are you looking forward to this week? See, I've, I'm, I swear I've changed this around from just what Toby's favorite things might be this week to, you know, this is this is what everyone might like this week. Sometimes I just forget. Sorry. Oh. What would everyone oh. like to play this week? I'll try again. Dear, dear. <laughs> um <laughs> so out this week um august 24th when uh, when this goes live um you'll be able to pick up if you feel like it king's bounty 2 um miles is currently playing this isn't he um and ready for review the review should be out uh tomorrow as well am i right i have no I'm idea right. He's at um, a so right now so it might look, look out for our tomorrow. review yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll cut that out <laughs> All right, starting again. So, uh, August 24th. <laughs> no, I, I'm not starting again. Um, also on August 24th, uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite, um, the new Aliens game is finally coming out. Um, we'll see if it's actually any good. PS5, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, everything uh, <laughs> except the Switch. Mm. So, it's not on the Switch if you're on Switch, sad times for you. It's a stupid game. It's a stupid game. I'm just bitter. We didn't get a review code for it. Oh, okay. Sad times. Um, Well, it's been getting some good reviews, so I still want to check it out. Does that cool? August 25th, Psychonauts 2 is out on PC, PS4, which surprised me, um, and then on Xbox consoles and day one on Game Pass, because I thought it was a Xbox exclusive, but it is actually coming out on other places as well. Um, so yeah, if you fancy the look of Psychonauts 2, why wouldn't you? It's coming out on August 25th. Uh, and then on August 27th, a little trilogy of um, interesting looking games, but less heard of maybe. Baldo, which is a sort of Zelda-like indie crossed with the art style of Nino Kuni, uh, is coming to Switch, PC, Xbox One and PS4. So it's a little bit of a last gen sort of a game. Um, but uh, check that one out if you like the sound of that. Tormented Souls is coming to PC and PS5, which is sort of alone in the dark type horror. Um, and one I know uh, Greg was interested in the, of the older No More Heroes games. No More Heroes 3, after a very long time, is coming out on Switch. Um, so that one should be cool as well. And that is what's out this week. Awesome. I also do not know Psychonauts was on PS4 as well. Very interesting. I thought Xbox put double fine. Maybe it was before or after. I don't know. But according oh, yeah. to what I found, it was coming out on PS4. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, yeah Very strange. Is. 
Yeah. Had some good reviews today, looking very, very promising for Psychonauts 2. So, yeah. I'm sure I'll check that one out when I next fire up the Game Pass and download all the things from the last two weeks and then try to. I saw that when we were doing E3, it definitely didn't say PS4 to begin with because I remember saying I felt really sad about the fact that it wasn't because it looked really cool. We were watching an Xbox yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. It didn't have an Xbox. Yeah, I suppose. You so. know, in the Sony shows, right? They don't say when things are coming That's out true. on Xbox either. That's true. That's true. It's <laughs> they don't true. say when Final Fantasy is coming out on PC because they don't want you to know. <laughs> no, true, it's a surprise so to everyone. I don't it know why. It's assumed wrong. Made yeah, an coming, ass out of you and me. <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming to PS4, Series X and S, but it's not coming to PS5. No, I don't know. If it says PS4 a, only on here. Yeah, there's um, a fancier version on the series consoles, maybe. Um, but there is there is not a PS5 version because of the deal with. So when the game was announced, it was you know the crowdfunding that they did. Yeah. Uh, so the PS4 version was announced, and obviously then they got bought by Xbox, and Xbox wanted them to put the fanciness into the, the series version. So hmm. the PS5 version was never announced. Oh, Just, there you go. Yeah, so it's like it's like Deathloop. It has to come out on the other consoles, but not on PS5 because it was never actually there. Cool. You've answered the PS5. question. No, I just mean that's that was announced for PS5, but it's an Xbox-owned studio now, whereas yeah. Psychonauts nah, do the same thing, but they gotcha. announced it on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Cool. We're Good saying the same ahead. thing, people. We are. That's yeah, <laughs> fine. We're just arguing for argument's sake. Uh, right, well, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much, Steve, for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. Our individual handles are in it, the description below. Also, don't forget, if you really love what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast up on its various podcast hosting services, or you can keep the website nice and shiny also. But that's your lot. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, we will be back well, tomorrow for the Xbox Gamescom reaction uh, from tomorrow night. I'm not quite sure when that'll be up tomorrow night, just when it's done. It will be up tomorrow night. And then following that, the Gamescom One Night Live reaction special. So three podcasts this week, you lucky, lucky people. I might sleep one day. Who knows? But until then, until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from Toby Wan Kenobi. Sayonara. It is goodbye from Crash Bandicoot. TTFN. <laughs> it is goodbye from the real Sean Davies. Bye. What, what happened to Toodles? I love how that's still <laughs> it's still funny. TTFN is still like <laughs> and then Sean's was like, bye. Oh, <laughs> can, can we can we just I, I just want to mention you missed a link out of the description earlier. Geekychild.com. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> our, our new websites, you know? Our new website that we work for. Well, Love actually, it. we don't work for that. You free do, but me, Craig, <laughs> yeah, Andy, oh, we don't work for them. Just you guys. Yeah, they've they've taken all our old reviews. Yeah, like the reviews from years ago. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't know this already, a, a website called Geeky Child has stolen like years worth of finger guns content and published it as their own. Fuck you, geeky child, whoever the fuck you are. Yeah. Uh, you won't reply to my emails. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Thank you. Bye. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Until next time, I have been the Roscalorian, and we'll see you next time on the Finger Dust Podcast. Bye!